Hello, everybody. It's me, Michael. And me, Mark. We're from the Titular Weeaboo Wednesday. If you're listening to this episode, this is our special episode where I, uh, we have our friends Miriam Miller, uh, Miriam Villanueva, and Rochelle Hager. And Rochelle Hager. God damn it, Michael. I'm a little drunk. But uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we have uh, our special guests on this one. We uh, It was our first time doing a, a Skype call recording with, where they were from their location over at uh, Parts Unknown. Oh, yes. Uh, but, like, uh, just uh, and just as a heads up, uh, we tried our best to have, like, the audios get together, but this is our first time uh, doing a, a joint episode where we had to splice two things together. And while we did make up, we, try, we put a lot of, like, uh, backups in place to make sure some, nothing would go wrong with the recordings. But our backup and our main one kind of fucked up. Yeah, so, so may- yeah, maybe in the future we'll re-release this episode with a uh, uh, better quality, maybe. But uh, it's definitely oh no, okay. Our producer is giving us a, a, a no thing. No, but, yeah, we, right. we 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 might have them all along in the future again, we, and we'll have they, a better. If they're if they're okay with our screw ups, yeah, we're gonna pl- literally we plan within the next few weeks. Uh, we're gonna definitely upgrade our setup. Yeah, we realize we've also been doing. 20-something of these, so... Yeah. Uh, also, uh, another special thank you to uh, uh, Marianne and Rochelle for being on our episode. So, you know, put on your Weeaboo headbands and break out your so- socket flask. Uh, welcome to Weeaboo <coughs> Wednesday. Michael, we already episode. introduced ourselves in the fucking episode. You don't need to introduce them again. Uh, no, it's redundancy. Hello! Welcome, weebs and weebets, to Weeaboo Wednesday. You got your letters. It's it's a magical day, a witch's day, a Wednesday, and today's episode we're welcoming our two special guests, Marianne and Rochelle. How are you guys doing? Hello! I'm alive and conscious. <laughs> yeah. I am... I'm well. <laughs> All right, grammatically correct. Yeah. You don't sound too sure about that. We 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 had a, a little bit of difficulty starting this uh, episode, but now we're on a roll. We're already kind of like a couple of bottles in. Yep. Uh, what are you guys having tonight? <laughs> uh, tonight's selection is barefoot pink moscato from California. It's deliciously. Squ- Sweet. That is what the bottle claims. It's really good. Is it now? Is it actually sweet? Because if so, I'm gonna buy yes. a bottle. It's, okay, it's I'm really gonna buy good. a bottle. It yeah. definitely it's is sweet. Yeah, well, I would well, say for like a five bottle dollar. Wait, a five dollar <laughs> bottle of wine. That's a pretty good wine. Hey, Done. hey, excuse you. What? I spent twelve dollars. <laughs> Someone this is got like ripped. As big as a normal bottle. Oh. Yeah, I got the jumbo bottle. <laughs> <laughs> jumbo wine. And on our end. <laughs> On our end, we finished up our Uncle Bob's root beer flavored whiskey. This cheap ass shit I found at Safeway. Yeah, we're and currently doing Super Angry Orchards. It's, it's really good. It actually was really good. Every, every time we have a party, like everyone's finishing it off, and I they're not selling any more bottles, so I yeah. can hunt down another one. We like to mix it with a uh, boba milk tea <laughs> because we're weak. That sounds really good. Actually. It's really great. It, it goes is. down smooth. Yep. 
<laughs> All right. And you know what is surprisingly tasty is um, UV, or uh, I think it's UV vodka. They do this peach-flavored vodka, and if you mix that with orange juice, it tastes really fucking good, yo. Oh, oh shit. Okay. We're, we're gonna I'm have a to big have fan like of a, vodka, so. We're going to have to have, like, a rack <laughs> of drinks this. for you guys. Yeah, at this, at this rate, so I think in the future, if we have you, if you guys enjoy this and wish to come on in the future, we will force drinks on each other. How about that? <laughs> Gotta, gotta I like that. Yeah. I like this yeah. idea. Uh, <laughs> we'll get shit faced whenever. All right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So to business. Business. Yes. For, we. For we our business. like dozen. For our dozen of listeners, <laughs> uh, Marianne and Rochelle are better known as voice actresses who have done work for uh, several animes and games. Uh, notably, and uh, for for our purposes, so, they've uh, voiced characters in Little Witch Academia the movies. They play the two best waifus of the series. Um, uh, Marianne yeah. plays Amanda, the the tomboy thief, and Rochelle plays best girl Susie. The superior girl. <laughs> the superior okay, girl. Okay. I would like to fucking counter that point with my own point. I'm the hot one, alright? So I agree. Point, counterpoint is just truth. There's just truth. <laughs> oh yeah, Susie's best girl. What makes Susie best girl? Let's start this off. What uh, makes Susie best oh, girl? Okay. Oh, we're we're we're, oh, no. we're starting with the pot boiling. We're My, gonna get all Michael, that take the witch hat off the couch. Is always <laughs> boiling. I'm ready to make the pot's always <laughs> boiling. Uh, Susie likes mushrooms. Are you it's not? I was gonna say, I think it's my pot that's always boiling. Like, you're like the lazy, don't care about stuff. One. Like, I'm the broom riding one, but still, oh, I'm shit. riding this broom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. I never, I, I never. Thank you, ladies. You've just brought to my attention the amount of phallic implications for both characters. Dude, this oh, is you. This is you. We're These are two that. pure, innocent it's girls. A pure show. Innocent, innocent, pure, yeah. pure show. Mark, how pure. dare you? Those are my daughters. <laughs> what? <laughs> Those are my daughters. I have adopted all of these women. Yeah. is my child. Yeah, you know, you know how some... My yeah. child. What did yeah. you do then? Okay. Have sex well, with creepy Susie from the Oblongs for that to happen? You, I don't have to. How, I don't have to copulate. I can just walk in there and be like, "This, see this piece of paper. This piece of paper says by law that you're all my wards now. I bought this dad vest from Old Navy. I've got this leather bag, and I've got Oxford. All right. Now, now get in a line for head pats and for dad to tell you he's proud of you and he supports your duties. I make a good dad, Mark. <laughs> God. You are not paying for my schooling, Michael. God damn it. He can't afford his own schooling. Expensive. There's no way you're going to afford schooling for the, what, three dozen children you've just shoved into your small apartment? Three dozen? It'd be like <laughs> six at most. <laughs> oh, fine. So leave wow, the other orphans so you to are die. admitting that some witches are better than others. Yes, fully. Oh. <laughs> but Michael, who is your best girl? I need to know. Oh, in in the show? Yes. Is, is well, in the, the in the movies, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, in the movies. Uh oh gosh. Well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna stick with my guns. It's it, it's Susie. I mean, like I, Susie has a special place yeah. in my heart because it's like I found out that she's Filipino. <laughs> so like, uh, well, at least yeah. your theory is. Yeah, it's not a theory. Her yeah, last. Yeah, her last name. No, it's confirmed. Yeah, it's confirmed. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's see- so cool. Oh, what's that, yeah. Mark? <laughs> Fine. You're- I'm pretty sure it says on like the wikia. 
at yeah. this point. Like it, it was like said that she, because she also had like the specific broom too, or whatever. Yeah, it's oh. also her last name is uh, uh, Ilocano, I think, for sorcerer or sorceress. Well, thanks to the wow. magic of yeah, Michael. I was like reading up on it and stuff. Michael, yeah. you're admitting like an inherent race bias. I, I am. <laughs> I, I totally am. But can you blame me, Marianne? How, how many different ethnicities have you seen in an anime aside from Japanese and American? <laughs> Chinese. Some white people wearing a cowboy hat. True. <laughs> we got Chinese and they're normally the enemy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, they, yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm just remembering, Rochelle and I started watching this Chinese, I think it's a Chinese oh. anime called Spirit yeah Pond? Spirit Spirit Pact Spirit oh, Pact is so bad it's, it's so real good I actually so I didn't watch any more of it since we watched it but I saw gifs the other day on Tumblr of people kissing and I was like oh shit Mariana needs to keep watching this <laughs> do they keep doing it nudes yeah nudes oh 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 dear <laughs> This, like, turned into, like, a yaoi. You brought, like, two girls on the show, and now we're like, OMG, yaoi. Uh, oh, no, that's oh, cool. No, that's it balances fun. out. It like, balances out. Yeah. It, ke- it keeps, uh, it makes us look a little better. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, we have to be, like, Fujo shits for a second. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, right? So, wait, are you guys Yuri? I need to know. We need to know. Wait, what? What? Are you guys into Yuri? Oh, t- hell yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, that's on Michael's boat. Wait. I... I can get down with Yuri too. Let's be real. Oh wait, Yuri! What the hell? I'm so drunk. I thought Yuri was Yaoi. What the fuck? Oh, I mean, like they have (laughs) similar themes and genres. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I thought Yuri. Wait, can I say that one of my friends refuses to watch Yuri on Ice? I'm not kidding. This is what she legitimately told me. She goes, "I refuse to watch Yuri on Ice because." False advertising. <laughs> she was like, she was like, like for real. I went in and I thought it was it was gonna be about girls kissing, and then it's about boys kissing, and I refuse. Yeah, she's and like, I, I, I want to hear. I was for... like, it's still. A, I'm like, it's a win for the gays, man. Come on. <laughs> it's like, uh, I totally well, the man. I would watch a fucking roller derby anime, a lesbian roller derby. Anime. Oh, oh shit. Like, like that movie. What's I'm it called? Like, what's a, that movie? Like, definitely. With uh, Ellen Page. Oh. Whip it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what they should make anime an animation. Anime adaptation of Whip It. <laughs> <laughs> Though I think they did try. They did try the women's roller derby, and it's called Keijo, except of roller skates, oh it's butts. God. Have you guys seen Keijo? Oh, Keijo. Oh, man. I've seen some of Keijo. Oh, yeah. I was watching the Madoka movie, the third Madoka movie, and that shit is gay as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Oh, so good. I mean, the show is a little gay. Yeah. But the, the movie is like, people were holding hands. <laughs> oh, that's old. Oh, How slanderous. Yeah, you gotta put the MA rating on that for holding hands. <laughs> for holding hands. Yeah, hand Those oh my God. little sluts. <laughs> These little strumpets. <laughs> They're like high schoolers. Calm down. The perfect age have for sluts, guys, as we all know from our high school days. Have we seen what, Michelle? Have you guys seen 
sound euphonium because I think that's gay as fuck and I really like that. Sound euphonium. No, I've never heard of that. Oh, oh it's man. so oh, it's so good. You should watch it. Oh, is it's it, so good. Is it like genuine? <laughs> like, it, is it like good right? on like a, a level that yeah. makes your heart tingle, or is it good in a level that's just like, oh boy, like you know, lock the doors and make sure your mom and dad's not at home. <laughs> No, no, it's no, it's good in the like heart tingling way. It's like a sports anime, but like they're in symphonic band. Oh, and so, like, oh. they're but they're like we will be the band to make it to nationals. Wait, is that like, the one? It's, it's like all girl. It's like mostly girls. Is that like the... oh, it's so cute. I love it. One of them. One of them is the anime equivalent of Michael Scott, and I love her. <laughs> oh, wait, is this the like, one with the the black haired glasses, Oscar? Huh? What? Is, this, is this the one with the black-haired, like, glasses Asuka character who is finally not worse girl? Or am I thinking of something oh, completely different? Yeah. There's a girl named Asuka. Does she have black hair, Rochelle? Yes, she does. She does. <laughs> yeah, oh, she's got the glasses. Yeah, she, like, does magic tricks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I go right. Magic tricks. Really All right. Uh, and, I like that we've like completely just went to like different shows. That, that's, that is just fine. This, <laughs> that's you, what we do. What you you have do? come on to the most professional podcast in the dumpster. Yeah, we we, we <laughs> like our, our contributions to uh, society are three: our uh, pattern and review udon process, uh, our big titted woman's uh, scale, and our uh, uh, Shin, Shin Takagi and Hideo Kojima insanity, insanity index. index. Oh God! If you haven't listened to that our previous one, sounds relevant to my interest. If you have, then watch our infamous, um, infamous Valentine's episode. Yeah, we had a Valentine's Day episode. It's about a pedophile factory. Oh my yeah. God. So you're like on two ends of the index. Either you're like a crazy wizard who lives in a glass tower that makes up bullshit about like like war stories and like alternate realities, or you're a crazy fucking butt wizard who lives in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Japan in a bunker, making sex dolls with an army of orcs. <laughs> Butt wizard? What is a butt wizard? Yeah, I need to know. Well, either I assume it's somebody who's like really good at like sticking it in the butt. Either that, or also imagine his like faces in perpetual duck face. Yeah, I I just figured he's got a wand and he just turns things into butts. Yeah, I mean it's not too far from what that guy does. Oh God, using toxic plastics. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, Yeah. 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 we're on watch list now, probably. Yeah, we. Yeah. I had to. I had to do my research at a cafe because I was nervous. <laughs> why, why would you do it in a public place? It's called a laptop and note and sitting in a corner. That's Michael. creepier. <laughs> That's way creepier, I Mark. Mean, it's only creepy I, if I you're caught. The, <laughs> I, I have to say, I made the mistake of. Um, have you guys heard of this manhwa called um, "Killing Stalking"? No. <sighs> It's, uh, it's yes. so strange because the Yuri on Ice fandom, which Yuri on Ice is very pure and very like happy and positive, <laughs> for whatever reason they started gravitating towards this manhwa, which is a Korean manga called called Killing Stalking, and it's about like this guy who falls in love with this other guy who is a serial killer, oh. and like he gets locked up in this guy's fucking basement. Okay, but. Okay, but you need to clarify that the guy who falls in love with him is stalking him. Yes, like he's like a he's a creeper. Like he falls in love with this serial killer, but he doesn't know he's a serial killer, and he's like stalking him. 
he, and he like he like breaks into this guy's house and finds yeah, because he like in his basement. Yeah, because he wants to like masturbate on his bed. Like it's yeah. really fucked up. I have this to is, say, I forgot why I brought this up. So oh, these are like the two extremes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you read it on a plane, and I, I was like, why did you do that? I, I, I'm, I'm glad we're not the only ones who read protest. like awful shit and like a public place because like when we were doing our berserk episode yes. i got to that uh the part where like you know they're in the demon world and like guts's yes. girlfriend gets like totally like destroyed by demons and i was reading that on the bart and i'm like i'm not sitting down i'm like standing up in front of other people and i'm like reading through it and then i turn around and there's like three guys like reading over my shoulder it's like oh i should probably wait until i, I get to work i i i continued my reading of berserk at work on my lunch break and of course the chapter the next few chapters are when the fucking that inquisition girl is chasing down guts and they end up being attacked by the spirits oh the and the one horse with the ding dong horse yes the horse possesses gets possessed tries to rape her and then she gets possessed and rubs herself on guts's sword and no that was not an innuendo oh that was literal God. yeah oh have you guys read berserk oh my God. No, i am not no. I have not read or watched Berserk. You, that was not. I've seen a handful of episodes of Berserk, but I have not read the manga. Read it. It is a masterpiece. It like it's, the manga is pretty well done. It like, is yeah. the art. The art is like <laughs> on a level above other manga, as well as the writing. Like sets itself. It is a gold standard for good manga, in my opinion. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a classic. Technically. Yeah. 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 If it like, isn't. Yeah. I would call it a classic if it wasn't still going on right now. Yeah, it's still going on, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's that's going true. on for like ten years, though. Hasn't Something it? like that. <laughs> I mean, like so is One Piece, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah One Piece is like iconically long. And yeah. I would definitely call that one a classic. <laughs> yeah. I feel like One Piece. I'm like, why? Because I read like some of One Piece. Like I think I read like the first, like five volumes of the manga before I realized it was like forever long and I was like no um I, but I, I'm like how have they not found this treasure yet like isn't that the whole point like, I, how have they not found it the real treasure is the friends they find along the way oh you were I close mean, to what I was thinking Mary. I, I wanted to get to Jolly Roger's island and he's like where's the one piece Jolly Roger and Jolly Roger just like takes Luffy's like shoulder and he's like my boy it was in front of you all along and then like Nami turns around <laughs> And he just points at Nami's butt. <laughs> what do you mean her butt? Her I boobs love... grew like three sizes over the pa- over the passage of three quote unquote oh years. God. That's true. Yeah, her tits are her Rid- tits need to be put away. Everybody wow. needs to calm down. No, in that no, you'll be so not uh, freaking Robin. Calm down. She is no longer wearing her like dominatrix <laughs> outfits. She looks. She Robin now, is the best. I love. She is Robin. now like the aunt, like that. Aunt who had a crazy streak as when younger and grew the hell up. God damn it! Uh. Did we, just for the sake of 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 getting things back on track, yes. was there anything we actually wanted to talk about when it came to Little Witch? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he was like, uh, where's why Susie's girl? Yeah, and like, nobody the, answered. Where's my fucking book? I I answered. I I like her because yes. she is a sprinkle of. Right. And oh, I never got to give my opinion. Who's the best wife? Filipinos are the superior race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it. You I know. know it. I am sorry. It is mixed breeds. We are the superior race. Oh, we Filipinos the are a mixed breed, Mark. I don't know your shit. <laughs> We've been taking over. 
covered by like literally everybody in Asia. The you, Chinese, your current the president Japanese, is the Punisher. For that's God's sake, not our fault. <laughs> what is that your fault? Okay, okay, okay. All right. I think what needs the bottom bullet point is that Michael is racist. <laughs> <laughs> this is very wow. true. <laughs> Just like he equates Jews to dragons. Do, do you want to be the butcher in the maze, Mark, or a long-nosed goblin in Harry Potter? You have two choices. <laughs> do you want to be an economic powerhouse that controls the secret government economy or an offensive stereotype? My question still to the first topic is, who the hell keeps letting out that secret, goddammit? <laughs> Uh, okay, anyway, we have, we do have a couple of questions for you guys. I do, I never gave my reason who's the best girl, and I actually vote between Susie yes. and that. I think Amanda's better girl. Oh. 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 You. you heard me. I yeah. threw the glove in your face, Michael. I caught it with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, we'll I be can't right. believe that you just told me to, you were like, fuck you, and I was all like... Oh, good job. Yay. I'm happy for you that you got voted best girl. Uh, if you excuse me, Michael and I have to draw pistols in the in front of the house. We'll be right back. Uh, it's going to be like Hamilton. And Mark's going to realize the world is wide enough for both of us. <laughs> and he'll realize his gun is empty and mine is a Glock. Uh, the songs will be different, though. It's like, uh, yeah. it, it's not like, well, why do you write like you're running out of time? Ding dong, like, Michael's dead. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I heard that Michael was wearing his glasses. Why? If not to take deadly aim. aim. <laughs> well, it'll be the same. Uh, that movie but would that be means out. that Michael is going to die. Yeah, it'd yep. be great. Uh, All right. You guys are such Hamilton nerds. He is. Hamilton. He is. I have not watched it yet. Uh, it's great. Really? Well, yeah, you should listen to it. Yeah, I it's good. I went to New York last year, and it was awesome. Yeah, I, I keep being told that, and I, I did not have a chance even during the time I went to New York because a, the only way to get tickets is like three months from now. Or the lottery system. Yeah, Mariana, you got, <laughs> you got hella lucky. Or like, the well, we do? no, we bought them nine months in advance. There oh, we go. Okay. There we go. So you're yeah. just hella smart. Definitely luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I was like, it's December. I wonder what's how many tickets are available around my birthday in August. Oh. <laughs> in August. <laughs> uh, I mean, sometimes you have to think ahead like that. Mm -hmm. That's true. So oh. to uh, yeah, we did have a, a couple of questions for you guys, uh, mainly right. regarding stuff with like uh, voice act, uh, doing voice acting for like animes and stuff. Because we're we're genuinely curious about that, especially uh, with uh, people who do dubs. Um, uh, so are, are you ready? Are you ready for some inquiring minds? I'm emotionally prepared. Okay. I'm totally ready. Good yeah. because was, we're not. I was bored ready. Let's do I like it. came out of the womb dubbing. Like, I came out of the and I heard the, like, beep, 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 boom, and then that was me. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, my first question is like for uh, little like for the the movies in Little Witch Academia. Do you guys get to like put your own spin on like the character on like how they sound or such? Like, um, or, or or is it something like a um, like a voice director or like the director tells you it's like no, the character has to sound like this or whatever? Or do you have like some do, do you have like some liberty or freedom in like how how you choose to get the character to uh, sound? Um, 
you want, do you want to go, Mariana? Do you want me to go first? No, you can go first. You're best girl, apparently. So. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, girls. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, when I yeah, well, um, when I went in to do Susie for the movies, um, there is a director, and me and her kind of like worked together to find Susie's voice. Like she had heard my demo reel, like for and I guess for people who don't know, like a demo has like a lot of different voices that you can do usually it's like, uh, like a, it like shows like your example. range yeah, yeah it's okay. kind of like a resume but not really because it's it just kind of like shows off like what you can do um and so she had like heard a voice on my demo that she felt was close to the Japanese so hmm. when we went when I went in she was like I like this one for Susie, can we kind of do something with that? So, like, we the first couple of lines was just kind of going through and, like, uh, trying to find that sort of, like... Because, I mean, if you've watched the dub, like, Susie, she kind of talks, like, down here, like this, and this weird nasally kind of thing. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, it took a while to get there, like, just to make sure that that was where it needed to be. And in general, like... <laughs> for me, Susie was like a was like a really hard character because she's so like I'm just standing here with my mushrooms and I'm so like oh my god you guys this is like so fun we're having such a great time <laughs> like I'm like crazy. Rochelle is crazy. She frequently turns into a ghost when she laughs. She yeah, starts, like, that's whenever fantastic. Whenever she gets really excited and starts laughing, she'll be like, Rochelle, we need to hang out in Saudi Ground. I know. So I'm like a really excitable person. Like I get really excited and I'm very emotive and very like, woo. Um, so it's it's funny to play Susie like when I was doing that because it was just so so like not flatlined but it's very it's very subdued so um, <laughs> for me it took it took a very it took a while to get there and it was funny because like the movies the both movies we did in one session so oh, I did like wow. the whole thing in like four hours Jesus and then yeah and then I had to go back in for pickups like to because they. Um, they changed how one of the spells was being said, so I had to go redo it. Mm. And it took, like, 15 minutes for me to get back to the voice. So we had to, like, <laughs> oh, sit geez. there and be like, all right, we can get this. It was so funny. Because <laughs> it's like... How long was that session? Which one? The how long movies? was your session for the movies? Yeah. Yeah, like, four hours, I think. Oh, okay. Four? Three, I think three I or just four did hours? a two-hour session for mine. But I was only in the one. Yeah, you were only in... I was in both of them, so... But yeah, I... surprising. But I only, but I only had four hours because Susie doesn't talk as much as like Akko and Lote do. Right. Yeah. Because like she, like she's a major character, and she's like always on screen with them. But usually she's like, Akko, you're stupid, and that's <laughs> that's like all she says. <laughs> that's like pretty much as far as she goes. Akko, I like fucking with you. Like that's, that's like the whole thing. <laughs> so yeah, for me, it definitely was like it was a fun process because. Chelsea, who was the director for the movies, and I, like, are friendly, so it was very, like, fun to just kind of be like, she was like, yeah, I like that, let's go with that, and, like, it was a lot of, like, fun playing around to get to the voice that we wanted, so right. that was my experience. That's good. <laughs> okay, oh, like, we, we didn't know it was, like, a four, like, yeah, it, it no, was a four I, They did session. the same, the, both movies in one day, Jesus. 
Wow. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did both movies in. in I was surprised because I mean, uh, when I got when I got cast, like they sent me. Our friend of mine recommended me for the role of Amanda because I do a lot of boy voices. Like that's mm-hmm. typically the, the vast majority of my resume is just uh, young boys because I, I guess I'm a six year old boy at heart. <laughs> I, I recognized your voice in Sword Art Online and the dub, I've done, I've done young boys as well and uh, stuff. No, you got so, your own voice. But um, we can both be boys at heart. <laughs> yeah. but when, when I got the email, like, uh, I didn't actually know it was a woman. I had to ask for clarification because the Japanese seiyu sounded very, to- like, very tomboyish. And, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> Yugi, Yugi in the original Yu-Gi-Oh, I think, was voiced by a woman. Uh, oh. Yeah, I believe she was. I believe he was. I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of uh, women. I, f- I find, I was actually talking to a friend about, to, about this the other day. Sorry to cut you off, Mariana. Huh. But, like, there are a lot of women in Japanese voiceover that do men's voices very, and very just well. They don't sound that masculine. No, they, no, they really don't. Yeah. But, like, they do it so... And it, it's just so interesting. Like, yeah. like uh, Armin in Attack on Titan is a woman. And, oh, really? Like, really? Yeah, yeah, she's great. Whoa. Like, you would not... Yeah, well, that was... Like, one of yeah. my one of my heroes. Well, I mean, like one of my Japanese heroes when I was like first starting to get interested in voiceover was Megumi Ogata, who voiced like Yukito in um, Card Capture Sakura, and like she also voiced shit somebody in Samurai Deeper Kyo, which is a terrible. Oh, I, I lo- watch it. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I love that series. <laughs> Man, I know the ending theme. Oh god, that, I'm glad that someone else learned Japanese. <laughs> I'm glad someone else knows Samurai Deeper Kill and not just me, because I have like all the mangas you on my know shelf. What? I read some. Oh of my them. god! Open up volume seven. I have a picture that I drew in volume seven. What? Like, I'll be right back. Yeah, like it, really? Yeah, I'm in volume, like, I drew a picture of Benny Tora, and it's in volume seven of Samurai Deeper Kyo when Shit. I was, like, 17 years old. Mariana, you're so cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so cool. So oh, my cool. God. I didn't know that. I'm, like, yeah. shocked. No, I was a super weeb when I was a kid, and, like, I grew up in the desert, so the only thing I had to do was, like, watch anime and draw. So. I'm back. <laughs> I drew anime. I'm back. And, like, I have it. I yeah, Mark, Mark's got it right here. He is uh, frantically uh, going through it. Where can we find it? It's Marianne M. in Pinion Hills, and it's a picture of, like, half of his, Benny Torres face and then, like, him, like, being all intense and then him standing there and looking cute. <laughs> oh. Is it good? We're yeah, about to find good. out. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> 16-year-old Marianne, wait with bated breath. <laughs> the critics are here. <laughs> uh, is that no? I'm trying to remember because they normally put like in between chapters, but I guess this one they might. No, it's at the very end. Oh, uh, here we go. End. Oh, it's at the very okay. end. I found a volume of it in Germany in English, surprisingly. Oh my uh, god! Oh, what... there it is. Very oh M. A kinder, gentler oh Benny Tora. Cuteness with a spear. I like it. That's uh... what they said. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Marianne, I'm going to carry a copy of this around with me, and, like, when I get arrested by the police, I'm going to be like, don't you know who I am? I'm friends with Marianne. She drew this when she was 17, and they're dragging me out, and I'm just waving around like a manga. God damn it. I have no other, I have no other accomplishments. Oh, 
that's just my drawing in that one volume. <laughs> she voiced Amanda in Little Witch Academia. It's like, put a muzzle on him. Put a muzzle on him. <laughs> Seriously, get rid of him. They're He's probably... Filipino. He probably thinks Susie is best girl. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like, like it's an Illuminati thing. It's like, you probably think Susie is best girl, don't you? And the cop pulls his lapel and there's like a little enamel pin of lot under it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Well... <laughs> But yeah, to answer your original question, <laughs> like, uh, I couldn't actually, I didn't actually know that, like, the original voice actress, well, when I heard a clip out of context with no visual or anything, I thought that the original voice was a boy, so I had to clarify, like, is this a young child, is this a woman, and they were like, no, it's a woman, and so I just kind of did, like, uh, you know, I mean, Amanda is basically like, she's kind of like this. She's like my normal talking voice <laughs> with a little bit more rasp. Mm. So, um, but yeah, like for me personally, there wasn't a whole lot of experimentation. I just kind of acted like me if I were actually like a, the kind of person to, who was a sexy and not a giant nerd. Pole dance and everything. Yeah. She is anime Catwoman. Can we talk about how jarring that was yes. in the second movie? Just like, what? <laughs> I didn't. It started off as like it an was. ROTC spinning, spinning brooms into a pole dance, which I was not prepared. I know. I, yeah. I was like, wait, this is a 16 year old. My husband wasn't prepared for that. Like, we were watching it and he was like, Marietta, I think we need a personal show later. I'm not going to lie to you. I know I've been like, oh, Susie's best girl, but Amanda is legit one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. She's you're, so cute. You're all so Judas. Amanda and Diana are my two favorites besides yep. like Susie. I love Diana. I think you she's can't so not love Diana. Diana because Diana is like the perfect girl. Oh, I, 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 dis- I disagree. I disagree. She is not perfect girl. She is such a bitch. She rags on oh. Akko. You heard me. You heard me. She uh, rags on Akko the whole I mean, time. I think I and, like her because she's kind of like the Draco Malfoy of Little Witch and he was exactly. like my favorite character in What? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel it's like not, she has that it's that not Diana's cool. fault that she's legitimately better than everyone. I know oh, she loves you. That, that is not the issue. It is her being such a bitch about Shining Chariot when she was in the audience herself. <laughs> oh my god. I know, but that's like that's like such a I feel like that's so tropey though. Like the popular girl is like into the nerdy thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean At least like, was. Yeah. It's my dirty secret. <laughs> Your dirty secret. <laughs> Yeah, her deep, dark, dirty secret. She's like, I was in the audience for Shiny Chariot. Uh." (laughs) (laughs) And then the next, the entire episode is Akko holding it over her head. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't think Akko has, like, the ability to hold that over her head, though, because she'd be like... I, I was just like so like. <laughs> she's, she's so like stupid, recklessly, like, stupidly <laughs> positive. Yeah. Oh my god, she sucks I, at everything. Yeah, yeah. The entire reason I love Akko's character is just because magic itself just says fuck you to her. The entire out of all the movies, and I'm sure in the show, <laughs> yeah. which I I, I kind of like but that then, like, though. Somehow she she like gets by like somehow yeah. she just slips by yeah alright can anyone else agree with me the fact that why the hell does the school let her keep that shi- the shiny rod 
like kind of the, the school property of a storeroom being guarded by ma- magical creatures and everyone was just supposed uh-huh. to throw all those items in a pile afterwards like to show off and which I'm sure they're just going to put right yeah. back down into the, but, the but temple. But it was like it, it's not like the ring from Morador. It's like shiny <laughs> shi- like shiny chariot shiny rod. Uh, that that would be Wait. like that would be like if you went into a safe mark and you've pulled out like I, like, I don't know Michael Jordan's Air Jordans. They're, like, they're not legend. They're legendary yes. items for like one dude, but he's not gonna suddenly turn you into a b-balling champion. Excuse me, excuse me. That's like, the second they're movie. Blue items. They're not purple items. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but the second movie in which the shiny rod turns into a giant crossbow, which three women ride. <laughs> that was pretty rad. <laughs> I think that is that fully yeah, establishes yeah. that as orange. <laughs> Rochelle. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over this interview for a moment, Rashawn. I have a very important question for you. Do you want any more wine? <laughs> sure, I will take okay. some. Also, you should like probably rescue your cat. Wait, what's wrong oh, with my cat? Are they in the room? Well, meatball is. Oh, <laughs> oh meatball! He's been trying to get out, and I was like, "Am I allowed to stand up?" <laughs> I don't know. What I'm he was like rolling around in front of the door for a while, like, Aww. let me out. I miss Meatball. I never. He was like, please let me out. Yeah. Me- meat- Marianne, by the way, Meatball is the one that fell asleep on my tummy when I was high. Do you have enough? I'm gonna go get I don't think she can hear you, dude. Okay, yeah, I'll finish the bottle. No, she- Marianne can't hear you. She just came into my room and. <laughs> and picked took- up the cat? Well, she gave me she gave me a bottle and then she saved her cat. So. Okay. Uh, Poor meatball. He was like rolling around, being like, "I want to get out." It's like, <laughs> no, I haven't let you out. I don't know. I have an important question: Is meatball fluffy? Yes. Good. Well, he has like a fluffy tail. Oh. Uh, is not meatball a tabby? Like an orange tabby? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's orange. That's that's the he's same. So, he, he for a while he came and rubbed against my hand, Aww. but then he gave up because I think he wanted to get out. <laughs> orange <laughs> cat. <laughs> An orange cat <laughs> named meatball. As bad as my cat Snowball, the black cat. Oh god, yeah, I'm I'm allergic <laughs> oh. to cats. So every time we record Weeaboo Wednesday, I'm like holding a gun up against my head because I used to take Benadryl and then we used to uh, chase it with like whiskey and boba, and then I would get all sleepy by the oh. end. And I was like, oh, this is really bad for yeah. me. And then he realized this. I'm not this getting sleepy. Like my liver's you. failing. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I have two. I have two cats. Oh. And they are cute. <laughs> I'm also allergic to cats, but I <laughs> I'm like, I kind of got over the allergy because they're just like always around me. Like I sneeze sometimes, but generally speaking, I they don't seem to bother me anymore. Fight power through the are magical. They're so strong. <laughs> uh, do, do, like, do you got a question for Mark? Or? Uh, no, I don't have uh, anyone because... Mo- 
I realized upon talking about it, I was going, well, uh, no, it was more of show stuff, which we can't really talk about right now. Okay. So, well, I, I, I got my questions. Yeah, you go, you go, Michael. So, like, going back to the other thing, I didn't know it, like, uh, like, is that regular for, like, most recording sessions for, like, them to just last, like, uh, within a day? Well, I guess this was just a movie. Oh, for, like, the hourly stuff? Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I've done video game sessions that are just, like, uh, like, two, three hours, and then you're done with the game. Like, that's hmm. it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just, it just depends on, like, the size of the project you're doing and, like, how many... Well, like, and, like, what character you are. Yeah, like, because, cause, yeah, like I said, like, I know Akko's actress for the two movies had to do, like, three sessions, and they were, like three, four hours each because Akko talks so much. So much. So So, like she had to do so much recording for the, just those, just the the way that the way that dubbing works is like, um, uh, there's, it's not like you go in and you record with a bunch of people. They do that in Japan because like, you know, they're animating the show from scratch and I think they go in and they do pickups after they get the basic animatics done and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But when in American dubbing, you know, since we have to match very specific timing, it it used to be like, it's really interesting because, you know, if you look at four kids projects like Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, actually there was, there's a secret dub that exists of uh, an L.A. cast of Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm. Zexel. And um, uh, for it was during when 4Kids was, was kind of getting sued by TV Tokyo because there was what? some sort of residual mix-up or something like that. Oh. It was a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Huh. Oh, hello? Oh, crap, did we lose him? I think we might have lost Oh, them. bloody hell, what the hell happened? Unless... Your friend? Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Can we hear you? Yay. 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 Okay. Yay. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> we were just talking about who we ship in the show. So oh, perfect. Ship, perfect. That, that, that kind of relates into a question I, I actually had. But yes. Who, cool. Who, <laughs> to go back to what I was saying. Yes, yes. please. Um, when, uh, when it comes to American dubbing, uh, the way that we approach it is that we have to match very specific timing. And so, um, the, like I said, there is a like a secret dub of not a secret dub, but when Four Kids was being sued by TV Tokyo, TV Tokyo approached a studio here on the West Coast and said, "Can you make a version? Like, can you make Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel? Can you dub this for TV purposes?" And they said, "Yeah, sure." So when when TV Tokyo gave the studio the rights. They gave them the rights to create an entirely new orchestral track from scratch. They gave the studio the right to reanimate the show. They gave the studio the right with, you know, whatever they felt necessary to create the best product that they could. And if you think about it, four kids have that has those exact same resources, but the product is very different because their intended audience is so much younger. That's true. Because it's, Four kids. Uh, <laughs> everyone, West take a drink. Coast. Were you yeah, sitting on so that? Bad. Were you that sitting so on that, Michelle? The West Coast dub was approaching it from a much more neutral standpoint of, oh my God, we don't have to match lip flaps. Oh my God, we don't have to worry about stretching things out because we can create a whole new soundtrack. We can create everything from scratch if we wanted to. Oh God, and one so piece. It's, 
it's kind of like you know fable where you're given the right choice and the wrong choice and you're like mm, what do i want to do you know what morality do i align myself with not that i'm saying four kids is evil you know i mean like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is very effective for the younger audience but you know uh, and and there are things that maybe are a little more adult in this culture that are not considered as adult in Japanese culture hmm. so yeah <clears throat> whatever but um the way that we have to approach dubbing is um on a one-by-one basis so each of us go in individually and record things completely separately and the only thing we see of the project is what we are speaking at that specific moment hmm. so like when it came to i was in um madoka magica as kiosuke aka the only fucking boy in that show yeah <laughs> fantastic <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Each of my sessions for the show and the movies was like two hours long at most. Like for all three movies, my session was maybe an hour long. Hmm. And um, (laughs) it's it's just because the only thing we're recording is what that character is speaking at the given time. So like at the end of the show, you know, no spoilers, but basically shit hits the fan and Sayaka, who is um, Kiyosuke's sort of stand-in love interest, doesn't exist anymore in reality. She's gone. She's wiped from existence. Jesus Christ. And Kiyosuke, one of his final lines in the show is Sayaka. And he like, and what I, I just was kind of like, oh, Sayaka. Like I was saying the word Sayaka, like, hey, there she is. But in reality, she was completely fucking removed from my brain and from everything. And this was a subconscious thing that I was just sort of saying. So like, it's interesting trying if you don't have a good director that knows what they're doing the dub can sound completely fucking awful because you know like we are only given the context of whatever words are coming out of that character's mouth okay that that answers one of the questions i think michael had which was like how much insight do you get on your characters like when you're given the character though it doesn't sound like much since you didn't even realize um, you didn't even know amanda was a guy was a girl yeah, thankfully, with um, like more legal resources at our disposal, like a Crunchyroll um, and uh, Netflix is well. Netflix doesn't stream non-dubbed stuff very often, but Crunchyroll. Amazon has started doing it too. Oh yeah, but you gotta pay extra for that service. Oh. Yeah, you do. Uh, not, what Prime doesn't give it to you? There. Yeah, no, it's really dumb. Like what? Amazon, you have to like pay if you you have to have Prime, but then also pay for the anime strike or whatever it's oh called. that's bullshit like, oh yeah it's crap it's like what six bucks or something and i'm like i'm already yeah. paying 90 for the year or something you know Jeez, wow. yeah it's like just give it to us just give it just give us our anime give it yeah but there have been like i've gotten a few auditions from an anime studio and like crunchyroll has saved my life because i've been like i need to i need to understand the context of the show and i've been able to watch it yeah i was like that that was uh i think you briefly mentioned that to me like a long time ago uh i remember the madoka thing but uh like that surprised me because i was like the studio doesn't like do anything where it's like oh here's like you know your character here's like the the subversion uh here's your homework to watch it before we go into recording no yeah they don't they don't really do that i mean like you, it's kind of up to you to be like actually an interesting example there was um i know someone who got a call back for a kill a kill thing oh and hmm. they had like there was because i mean have you guys watched kill a kill at all yes, i mean i'm yeah. assuming it's like it's triggers so it's like on topic whatever but you oh, know yeah. there's this i auditioned for ryoko, what? <laughs> ryoko for ryoko um Aww. for kill a kill like 
they didn't put like okay you know the scene where um where uh uh ragyo like touches Sotsky really yeah the, the yeah. hot springs episode oh, where the, it's like yeah. a, the incest mo- episode. A, a mom's yeah. love to her daughter i'm like what Whoa, is happening yeah. <laughs> right 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 and they didn't put that in like the character like they didn't put a warning for that at all <laughs> character thing and like one of my friends got a call back for Satsuki and I like straight up told her I was like just and because I know she's like not super into that kind of like stuff and so I was like just so you know there's like a really sexual scene later on and she's like thank you for telling me that because I wouldn't have known like <laughs> sometimes they just don't tell you that stuff yeah, that, that's, no. I, I feel the like the audition materials we got for that show was like the transformation sequence where it's like hey look at her labia and then uh, <laughs> 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 I like that. That's somehow important for you to voice them properly. It's like this is a character's labia. This is a major part of the character. I have, I have a different voice for her labia majora and whatever the fuck. The other one's <laughs> I only know the one because of Majora's mask, and I was like, yeah, you excited. know that. <laughs> Oh. Now I'm now I'm imagining you voicing the, oh the actual sailor suit and not Ryuko. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> yeah, that's now, this is just to clarify though. I super love Kill a Kill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so that was good. a great show. That 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 seems so insane though. Like that seems like such a simple yeah. thing. Like uh, the director or like uh, wh- whoever's in charge of that would do. Because it's like, hey Mark, I need you to like do a couple of lines for me. I'm not gonna tell you what's happening with the characters or in context of the story. But here are like 15 pages of lines. Because that 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 almost sounds insane. Like doesn't that make is this a job porn, like- Michael? Yes, it is. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it's worse for auditions a lot of the times. Like. For, I mean, because anime, at least nowadays with anime, you have the, the, what's the word? Um, you have the ability to like look stuff up, like on Crunchyroll, like most things, especially now with the Crunchy Funimation merger, mm, most yeah. things are on Crunchyroll. Like most things are there. So like, if you get an audition for something, you can be like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm going to go look this up on, on Crunchyroll and you can kind of like read, you know, like. Or like watch what's going on, or even if you don't, if you don't want to watch, all those characters exist online, so you can go read up on them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can go read up on different things yeah. that like these characters are about. But with like original animation, like for stuff I get from like my agent, sometimes you just get these things, and you're like, this character is like a 16 year old girl, and she's like real peppy, and it's for like a Cartoon Network pilot, so you don't know like what the character looks like, what the show is gonna be about, really. Like they give you like a brief synopsis, and then you get like three lines, and they're like, "Oh, come on, let's go over here." Oh man, I can't wait to hang out with my friends. Why would you leave me? And you're like, "All right, here's some like generic reads because it's like you can only be so informed." Mm. So like I don't know. For me, anime auditions are like easier almost because you can do the research whereas like mm. with that kind of stuff you can't 
has, yeah. a, yeah. has a definite advantage to anime when it comes to being an actor, but there's also a disadvantage because, like, it, it really depends on how much you choose to inform yourself. Because, like, yeah, it's with true. Sword Art Online, I didn't even know. Like, there is a scene where, like, the villain gets super rapey. When yeah. Oh, that's right. Second season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't even know about that until I was, and I wasn't even Asuna, I was Recon. So <laughs> I didn't even know about that until I was in the studio and the director was like, yeah, there are parts of this show that are all a little questionable. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that whole second I'm season was questionable, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. It's creepy uh, in the friend zone. That's yeah. so that that's that's insane to me yeah. though because it's like that's a that, that's like fifty percent of your job in order to be like uh like a competent like vo- uh, d- doing a voice for a thing. It's like I don't even know what my character is, and then like the responsibility is on you to do the homework to do it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It actually does kind of explain, especially during the early days of like. Japanese du- American dubbing of anime like they weren't all that good like they felt like they didn't fit or in the like is because yeah. they didn't have access to the stuff that most um, that you do now is just no, yeah and like and all dubbing re- relying too. oh sorry <laughs> oh, I was gonna say you were relying entirely on the director and if the director didn't care about that project you couldn't care about that project you sure. know what I mean because the director was not able to provide proper context proper yeah, yeah. holy shit and like old dubbing too like I mean I've never experienced this but like nowadays because of like pro tools and different technology with computers like it's really easy to kind of like squeeze lines and fit lines and stuff like that. But back then they just had like a tape that you kind of had to yeah, like, you had, a you had to just like <laughs> when, when we're recording, they're like, okay, they call it a loop. So each line that the character says is a loop. And the reason why they call it a loop is because it was a literal loop of tape <laughs> played over and over until the original actors would match the lip flaps accordingly. That's insane. Yeah, can you imagine growing up in an analog age where you were like, okay, if I fuck this up, there's no... Because now it's like you can stretch out recordings yeah. and mm-hmm. speed them up a little bit to kind of cheat the lip flaps. Yeah. You can yeah. fuck them up. Back you know, then it was no. die. <laughs> Jesus there Christ. was a there's a, a girl that Jesus. I'm friends with who just did a, an anime pilot for a thing at this different studio that doesn't normally do anime, I guess. And they did it that way. And she had to just like Holy. she was like, I don't know what's happening. Oh <laughs> she my was like, God. And she ended up being sad. okay at it and stuff, but they all and they also had they're also for this particular project. They're also like dubbing songs in it too, yeah. and so she was like had to do the songs that way, and it was just oh like Jesus and Christ. Like, apparently, like if she messed up one section of the song, they had to start the whole song over again. <laughs> it's like playing oh, no. fucking Dark Souls with your so wallet bad. and your job. What it the is. fuck? I know. <laughs> I, no, not even yeah, Dark Souls. So. I got super Meat Boy difficulty because you have to get exactly yeah. right. There is no room yeah, for that. You, you, you ladies are heroes. <laughs> Go back. So now, if you go back and you watch like Speed Racer from like the seventies, you understand why they sound panicked. (laughs) 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 The tape is coming. The tape is coming. I have to be good at my job, or 
I get fired. Yeah. <laughs> you have five loops to get it right or hiring someone else. Yeah. That, that, oh, that, gosh. that just like boggles my mind though that your chain of command is like so if you get a director that just doesn't know what they're doing at all or it's, cares it's, it's like, just another paycheck yeah, for them it's, I guess you're just voicing this titty woman uh, say yeah. these lines that's insane and the worst part I mean, there about are people that. that voice characters in anime that feel that way about anime in general too like I mean I definitely know that there's some actors that don't care about doing anime but it's like it's money you know what I mean I mean we as an actor you have to say yes to everything because Mm. if you say no then you start to yeah the nice thing about anime becoming more and more mainstream is that I mean like in the last like fucking 15 years the quality of dubbing has exponentially improved like it's gotten so much better like I would say that even the worst dub produced now is still miles above the ones that were produced in the early 2000s oh 100% 100%. yeah yeah and the worst thing about like this whole process after you explained to me it's like this is all usually comes down to the director and the worst thing is most fans blame the voice actors for like not putting enough effort into the character when they when you guys clearly have no choice that's that's the way it is for like everything, not just anime. Like there are definitely like <laughs> directors I've worked with where they'll give me like a line reading, which is when like they'll say like say the line like this, and then they read it for you, and you have to basically echo I what want they to do. Go to the store, <laughs> and then you'd be like, I want to go to the store, and it's so terrible because oh, God. like in your head you're like, wow, that sucked. But you can't change that. Like you can't yeah. you can't go against what they're saying. Like there, I mean, there's definitely like. So a project that I worked on in particular that I'm thinking <laughs> I know of. exactly what I'm <laughs> you do you do and I'm just sitting there and I'm like and I know like I'll watch the final product because I see it and stuff and I hear it and I'm like oh yeah that's that one and you're like because ah, you yeah. know in your head it just sounds terrible. actor, you're on the lowest part of the totem pole and you have absolutely no power to argue with the director because it's really not about you. It's about the project. And mm-hmm. then if the director says that's best for the project, you have no choice, you know? And also, like, as an actor, I feel like there's so much competition for actors in general. Mm. Like, there are so many people who want to do what we do and... Like, this is going to sound really, like, lame and whatever, but, you know, we're so, like, hashtag blessed, you know, to be doing (laughs) what we're doing, which we are. Like, I'm not sitting here trying to be a dick. Like, legit, we are very lucky to be doing the job that we're doing. But because of that attitude, like, oh, there's so many people, it's this constant feeling of, like, being replaceable because like there's yes. always someone who's gonna have a similar ish sound to you there's always gonna be someone who could probably voice match you and it's like yeah. you don't want to lose your job so it's hard you can't like argue about stuff really you kind of just yeah. have to do what people tell you mm-hmm. which i mean it's kind of like that's that's sort of the part of the job but i mean if you're lucky you get people like you know i felt with little witch going back to the original topic hey. I felt that chelsea was like very open to working with me about what, like, we wanted the voice to be for Susie, not just what she wanted it the to nice, be. The nice thing about the dubbing process for Little Witch, in my opinion, was that it was it was dubbed at a studio that 
does not, as far as I understand, when they were doing Little Witch, like Little Witch was kind of one of their pioneer projects in terms of like dubbing. They had never really dubbed. I don't know if I think. I think they've done other dubbing, but I don't know if they've done anime dubbing. Let's let's check with the wiki. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't. I don't think so. The the nice thing that I kind of liked about working with this particular studio on on Little Witch was that since they were fairly green in the process, like, we had the opportunity to really shape it as actors. Like, we got to be like, no, I didn't like that. I want to redo this. Or they were... (laughs) <laughs> open to like script rewrites we were rewriting the script as we were wow. on, as oh we were shit so, so you yeah. guys like got to like actually work with the directors and stuff yep wow Which is what would be best for for us to say and and in, in terms of like because there's there's so many levels of, of production like when we get the script it's already gone through like several edits like there is yeah. the literal transliteration that um, the the studio gets, and then they send that off to writers for rewrites, and uh, and then for a couple of rewrites, and then we get that. And I feel like with the or one rewrite, if you only have a certain amount of time, oh. yeah. <laughs> as someone who has done script adapting, I will say, okay, oh, yeah, you yeah. don't you don't have time to do anything more than just that one write, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, hopefully this is good. Here you yeah. go. It was due and yesterday. I, <laughs> <laughs> And I do feel like with Little Witch, it was kind of like that whole, like, down to the wire, like, okay, when it comes to writing, like, we have to get this out as quickly as possible. Yeah, I know they were very, like, time-crunched. I know that they wanted it out, which was so weird because, like, to me, I thought that was strange because the first movie had been out for so long. Like, the second movie had just come out. But the first movie had been out for like two years almost before the second one came out. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the first one came out in 2013, and it was like the first thing Trigger had done. And that was like what kicked off their wow. studio. Yeah. I, yeah. No way. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Trigger, Trigger, I think, I believe they won a competition. Yes. It was some, like, it was some, uh, there's some anime competition. They won that. And then. The second movie only got made, though, because of a Kickstarter. Kickstarter but that yeah. was because they yeah. already made, like, Kill a Kill and... Um, uh, Gurren Logan. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Gurren Logan was... Uh, I don't believe it was Trigger, but, like... It was the, the crew. It was the crew. Mm-hmm. The, people who, the, the people who... There were people in that that worked on Trigger stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it was the, the Trigger crew used to be part of another group, and then oh. the, which they did Gurren Logan with, and then they split off... Uh, made trigger to make like Kill yes. Kill and Little Witch Academia. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. And then like from there, now they've got this whole like uh, trigger universe. Like if you guys watched um, Space Patrol Lulico, there's like all this mm. stuff for their uh, characters because they have like um, Inferno Cop. Oh God. And they had like so they brought that in. They were Kill a Kill. Little Witch into Space Patrol Lulico and she like traveled to different worlds and stuff so it's implied that like all the trigger shows are connected which is really cool oh no oh oh god no I don't want Kill a Kill's universe in Little Witch Academia no I know it's like yeah it's a Japanese Quentin Tarantino yeah like well cause it like it's cool it's like if you watch Space Patrol Lulico she goes to different like planets like there's one there's like a Little Witch planet 
and oh, there's, there's a um, planet. There's a kill a kill planet, and there's like an infernal cop planet, and they like all these different planets. Oh, okay, so, so it's like because, Kingdom Hearts. So it's more like uh, infinite <laughs> Earths yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's like Kingdom Heartsy. Like she, she or, goes to uh, Dark Towers. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. I, I didn't want it to be like, oh, Little Witch Academia is like the prequel to like the horrible dystopia of Kill la Kill. No, no, it's not like in the same universe. It's like, it's in, it's in or, the multiverse. It's, it's, yeah, it's like a multiverse. Okay, thing. I okay. got you. Okay. Which is so cool. Oh, thank Space God. Space Channel Luca is like real good. You should watch. Susie's oh. in it for like an episode. Okay. <laughs> she, like, I've a, actually a been like, really fucking intimidated by the concept of Little Witch as a franchise because I know that there's a show coming out and well in the process of being released and stuff like that and I I just like I didn't realize that Little Witch was such a passion project to begin with yeah, yeah. no um, it was it's like their child it's like little like trigger's child you can kind of see how like uh uh like how much like trigger cared about the show just by like the mm-hmm. animation and like the writing because yeah. it's like they're uh, well, uh, uh i guess now it's like a, a good time to like actually dive into the show and start talking about like the show that you guys worked on um but well, like we can we can like Discuss or the movie, the movie. I keep yeah. Michael. Yeah, can sorry. we discuss yeah, this? Movies and stuff, but we yeah. haven't. Like since the show hasn't been released through any legal channels, we're we're like we don't even fucking. I don't know what goes on in the show. You know what For I mean? Sure, yeah. Yeah. We don't have any like keep, access to the show. I keep we saying like show, but I mean the movies. The yeah. movies, yes, I mean Michael. Movies. <laughs> you can put the gun down, Mark. <laughs> I am drunk. Yeah. Uh, but in so like, am I, but yeah. I always keep my shit together. In in the movies. In the, the movies. Wine. Yeah, I'm the wine. The wine. It's the wine. <laughs> you smell like wine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in in the movies, uh, what I re- what I first noticed about Little Witch Academia, which is like when I first saw that, I was like so thrown back by how like kind of untropy it was from what I thought it was gonna be because it's like okay, Little Witches, there it's gonna be like a teenage high school setting. It's like I've got my checklist of things I expect to see. Is it gonna hit the big titty woman index where it's like, am I gonna have her name's Ursula? Yeah. Well, no, like, not even like there's reasonable amounts of like things in there. Like they don't sexualize like the the main characters. Thank God. Yeah, see, like no, that was the yeah. first thing that I noticed. Like they don't sexualize like they don't sexualize those characters. And I was like, "Oh, wow, this is actually like I feel like I can enjoy this without feeling like I dirty." Buy, but I didn't need it to make It's so great, too. Yeah. I love that that they did that because I feel like a lot of times people feel like they have, for anime especially, they feel like they have to include that to get that sort of like male otaku yes, yeah. demographic. But like they got that with Little Witch without doing that. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Like other people should do that. And I mean, admittedly, people got like, I know people were frustrated by Kill a Kill because like <laughs> it was such a stark contrast to Little Witch. But the thing is, Kill a Kill is a satire. It is. It is a satire, but by the freaking uh, school trip arc, they kind of fell off the, ro- the rope of satire and kind of landed in the shit that they're making fun of. 
I know. Yeah, it, it yeah. definitely, like, towards the end, like, spiraled, I feel like. <laughs> but it started off as, like, a purposeful satire. Like, same as Gurren Lagann, because yeah. Gurren Lagann mm-hmm. is also a satire. Oh. Yeah. It's it's really funny because I I just watched the third uh, Madoka movie, Rebellion, and like, it's so, I remember when Gurren Lagann came out and people were like, oh, it's a satire, oh, it's so extreme, oh, it's so manly, it's so whatever the fuck, and like, I personally was really turned off by Gurren Lagann, like, I loved Kami and I thought he was a great character, and I understand that he had to die in order for the for the story to continue the way that they wanted to, <laughs> That's yeah, a, right. But there's a maze. Hughes kind of death. Yeah. But but I I feel like I I just I didn't like it. I didn't like how ridiculous and over the top it became. But then the third Monica movie happens, and I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it basically looks Gurren Lagann in the face and is like, "You're a bitch." Holy <laughs> 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 shit! Is, is about like all of these really super strong female characters, but there are still instances in that show that are very male gazy. And when I talk mm-hmm. about the male gaze, I'm talking about the way that the camera interacts with these these female characters. Yes. Yeah. And something that I really appreciated about Little Witch, I've only seen the the second OVA, which is the one I'm in, because I am Venus de Milo and I'm vain. <laughs> but what I really appreciated about that show was there were no like penny shots. There were no yeah, yeah, no. yeah, that was the first thing I realized when I when I saw like the first one because like there are the broom lessons and it's like okay, where's the penny shot? And it's like it didn't yeah. happen. It's like whoa, whoa, yeah. hold on yeah. a minute. Yeah, I, I love. There, there are plenty. There are plenty of instances where you get that upskirt shot, but you don't get the penny shot. No, you know? yeah. Because they're, they're 14 years old, damn it. Yeah. 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 It's the, there's a difference between a panty shot and just like an upskirt shot when yeah. like yeah. something's happening, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, Little Witch handles it we so well. We do stuff and we wear clothing that reveals our body. That's just the, the, the nature of our clothing. But mm-hmm. like, you know, when you go out of your way to show that shit, it's really obnoxious. Yeah, it, is. it is. High School it of the is. Dead. High School of the Dead is like right at the bottom of the dumpster. High School of the Dead took that to a completely different level. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. but boobs do not move that way. They, they or make sound effects. Yeah. As no. someone who has them, <laughs> I, have to say, I have to say, I can't villainize shows like High School of the Dead. The only reason why High School of the uh, like shows in that sort of category annoy me is because there are no female, there are very few female equivalents. Like, Free is the only true <laughs> equivalent yeah, to yeah. shows like Kill a Kill yeah, or yeah, like yeah. fucking High School. It, well, yeah, because because even because the thing is like Free is extreme and it's like showing off of the male all of their bodies. Yeah. Well, it came out originally like, as a true, joke like, trailer. Girl, girl focused shows like this is this is frustrating. Like Free is one of the the only, in my opinion, one of the only shows that is geared towards women on all accounts because mm-hmm. like you know and gay men because like the thing is like with their other animes that are geared towards women that are men focused like Haikyuu or Yomushi Pedal but 
because like sports anime and like yaoi are kind of like a huge thing right now yeah. and I get that <laughs> but also those shows are also geared towards men because they're trying to get to the male audience too because they're like they're like yeah we got this like sort of gay stuff going on like if you look real deep you can it's see Toad's gay yeah like the queer mating <laughs> stuff but then they're also like but look at these men play volleyball so like <laughs> So they're they're fucking top gunning people. So what you're telling me is I could enjoy Haikyuu because I enjoy volleyball. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm a huge advocate for Haikyuu. I think it's like one of the best sports animes in existence ever. I think it's genius. Um, The characters are fucking phenomenal. Like, Oh my god, I can talk about Haikyuu like all on its own for like 12 hours. Like, it's so good. Um, right, well, I, I guess that's that a future like, a episode. Perspective. I mean, I do enjoy Yaoi in it, but I, like, if you take all that out, I, I wouldn't care because like it's just such a brilliant show. Okay. I also think Yomushi Pedal is brilliant, but that's a whole different, I, different thing, too. I really hate to say it, but I, I do feel like Yuri on Ice has ruined any and all fucking Yaoi ish shows for me because Yuri on oh. Ice is explicitly gay. Oh. And I'm like, well, now I have this. Oh, because the bar like, is high. Because like, oh, you, <laughs> you watch Yuri, you watch Yuri first. Yeah. Which was the problem. Like, oh, yeah. Because, like, for me, I was somebody who was really avid into sports anime anyway. Like, I love Haikyuu. I love Yomishi Pedal. I love uh, uh, Daya no Ace, like, so much. Uh, like, I, they're just really great shows. And so when Yuri happened, I was like, yes more sports but ice skating because i really love ice skating <laughs> so i was really excited and then like when there was a uh like a, a canon gay couple in it it was like oh my god this is like iconic oh my god it's like crazy Ma- yeah all right you enough for getting me into that show <laughs> marianne from what you know, described it's my to me fault. <laughs> yeah from what you've described to me, Marianne, your introduction to Yuri on Ice and how it has ruined you, it sounds like you are a child, you are like a young boy who has found, who has been stealing your father's Playboys now, and then you discovered the internet, and you discovered true, regular, just porn. <laughs> I, I, I was about to say, like, what, what I was going to compare it to is, Marianne, uh, you, you, you're like Neil Armstrong, you've already been to the moon, and then it's like, oh, let's take a trip to Baja, Mexico, it's like, like, it's it's like, it's, I've been to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of watch of Mariana watching Yuri on Ice, though, was I feel like because you hadn't watched a lot of sports anime, you didn't know like what it was gonna be. Because like I remember there was there's the episode spoiler alert where they like kiss or whatever, and <gasps> she she came over. She like had come over the week after, and she was like Rochelle. I'm really disappointed because, like, they didn't elaborate on, like, their character development and blah, blah. She was like, oh, my God, I'm not about this. And I looked at her and I literally was like, Marietta, it's a sports anime. Like, yep. it's about Yuri ice skating. Like, hey, that's what it's about. Like, you're not going to get. You're not going to get that. Like, what you're going to get is, like, she was like, they just went back to ice skating. And I'm like, Yeah. That's what the show's about. I am sorry, but I am on Marianne's side. Highly disappointing. I'm on Marianne's side. I'm sorry if I want some plot development in my anime, (laughs) goddamn some characterization. Let me just put it this way, though. Marianne, I feel like episode eight would only have not been disappointing if they had, like, fucked. Like, (laughs) (laughs) all I want is for them to fuck. If they had fucked, she would have been, like, perfect. But no matter what, like, if something else had happened, she would have been, like, 
this was a disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that's really, like, Yuri on Ice actually got me back into anime because, like, I was so into anime when I was a fucking teenager. And, like, (laughs) we can tell. (laughs) We can tell. We have evidence. The closest thing that we had to yaoi and stuff like that, I mean, aside from explicit yaoi, but in mainstream stuff, the closest thing that that we had to that sort of thing was like clamp titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like explicitly cock-teasy. So like Kurogane and Fai from Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicles were like my OTP for uh, like 10 years, more than that. And Ten like, years, as long as time, like four hundred thousand words of fan fiction later, here is oh, me God. as an adult post Kurogane and Fi. But like, I, I don't, I, I was just so shocked that like Yuri and I had like broken that boundary of teasing into like okay, they're in a relationship, you know, like, uh, and stuff like that. So I was expecting the fucking moon when I got the anime industry, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I I feel like like there's only so much you can do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, actually, that's something that, like, is interesting to me. Sorry, this is like a Yuri and I talk all... Well, we knew this would happen with Mary and I. But I'm actually, I'm curious because everybody is like, you know, freaking out about if there's going to be a season two, like when there's going to be a season two. And I'm actually, I'm curious because I feel like people are expecting something out of season two. And I'm like, guys, this still has to get on television, which is like a problem um, in many ways. But also like it, it's like, I, I feel like people are expecting something bigger like even more like farther than episode seven where they kissed and i'm like it has to get on television you guys yeah like what, like, what, what, what wait, is it on ice never on tel- television i'm no, sorry no no it, it was okay. it was so, but what i'm it saying is like a 2 a.m time slot yeah. they have to they have to give it like they'd have to you like know, they'd have to make it appropriate enough to yeah. put it on television you can't just go from hand holding to french kissing to like full grabbing the hips and stroking the belly down to the thighs mark like, I feel like, I feel I'm like sorry if I want to just my I just want my porn, Michael. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's there. <laughs> like you can get you know, it in other places. I, I feel like as a not at a as cafe. A fan <laughs> of the genre and of Yuri on Ice, I'm not expecting explicit gay porn, but you know. No, 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 and I don't yeah. think anybody wants that. No, but I think it is. It is a, an interesting thing, like just to see how the fandom. Will react to a season. I'm curious to see how the industry reacts to something like that. I agree. Yeah. 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 And and honestly, I I, not to like fucking veer this back into the topic into on topic territory, but stuff like Little Witch as well, where it's just like a show, a predominantly female-driven show that is not made for for specifically a male audience. It's made for a general audience. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm yeah. interested to see how something like Little Witch will affect the industry as well because it shows that if you if you just make content for people without regard for their gender, they're still successful. Yeah, yes. uh, to, to that point like more successful. <laughs> yes. In my yeah. yeah. This is an example. Yeah. The reason one of the reasons at least in my opinion why they like the industry hasn't grown very much is because the industry is being run by people who don't want to take risks. 
Yeah. Um, Little Witch Academia was a yeah. risk. In its Kickstarter for a second OVA, it was a clear sign that it, that the industry Pe- didn't want to pay for it. Yeah, but the people wanted it. The people it. wanted yeah. it, thank God. Because, uh, like, uh, yeah. well, uh, in an earlier episode, me and Mark, like, kind of uh, uh, look into, like, why Japan has, like, this... Uh, well, maybe it's unfair to say Japan, but, like, the, the anime industry in Japan has a fixation on, like, fetishizing, like, young women and stuff. Oh, God. And, like, we found some general stuff that kind of shed a light on it, where it's, like, there's a couple... <laughs> Of trends in Japan where it's like the trend is to innovate not uh, imitate not to innovate you just kind of go with like a niche until you like find what your specific is so it ends up in these like highly concentrated like uh, content of uh, that that basically panders specifically to like just fanboys and stuff and nobody really wants to go outside of that zone also the fact that apparently in Japan full grown men are intimidated of like a developed grown woman which is upsetting to me it's so upsetting but that also but that goes both ways because the thing is like too like I don't know if you've seen all the recent studies too about women in Japan like choosing to do like otome games instead of like actual men like yeah. they're like we would rather date like a 2d per- no it's like a real problem in no, japan yeah, like, like there are these like otaku men who are like in their 30s and they're intimidated by a real woman and they're so fixated on like their wife booze and on the flip <laughs> side there are women doing the same thing um, and it's like a real problem. Yeah, it, I, I in, in like, kind of like a mean way. I'm kind of comforted that it's like it's happening to like b- both genders at the same yeah. time. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. it's just a people problem. It's just yeah. a people problem. <laughs> we gotta fix when this. To, when it comes to Japan, I I feel like their culture as a whole is is very. They they are so much more technologically advanced than us, and and they are even more intimidated to to talk to each other in person, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the reason why we over here are maybe not suffering to that extent of, of social awkwardness is because we're very frank with, with the way that we feel, whereas Japan is very repressed in their expression of themselves. It's very Victorian. It, it's not just that. Yeah, I feel it like is. it's just the social pressures of it, because let's be honest, America very much pressures the idea of you are supposed to get a boyfriend or girlfriend, you are supposed to meet people, you should be out there and then making a family. Whereas Japan, clearly, that's probably not the case. In, in Japan, like, I what think we- it is, it is, but it's it's different. It's, it's such yeah. a different the way. way. The way that they interact with each other over in Japan has a lot more subtlety. Yeah. Mm. It, there's, like, a lot more subtlety involved, and they're, they're much more intimidated by the idea of taking another person's feelings into account and imposing their feelings onto another person. That's true. Yeah, because yeah. uh, the the other thing that uh, we kind of found out, and like I, I I have a couple of friends in Japan. We need to figure out how to sync our time zone so we. They're can, like, sixteen hours ahead of yeah. us, so we're gonna have to like record this probably yeah. at like midnight yeah. at least. But like I, I have a couple oh, of uh, American friends who are in Japan right now who are teaching English, and they've lived there for about three years, so they picked up a lot of the culture, and they have some shade to throw, <laughs> and I'm like excited to hear about it because it's like yeah. uh, I had a friend who. Uh, uh, was over there who is a, a woman and she was asexual. I have a friend over there who's like black and like uh, he he's ranted to me so much about like how it is not cool to be black in Japan. Yeah, I had a friend oh, yeah. who was yeah. black who was there and she said that it was 
very difficult. They're like extremely racist. Yeah, mm. and it's not very like difficult. Uh, like yeah, he he tells me like uh like uh, some stuff that happened over there. Like uh, he says it's like it's a little bit better in like metropolitan series, but the second you go out into the country, it's like, <laughs> oh. yeah. the filter's just gone. Yeah, no, like uh, my friend who's uh, a woman who taught in like uh, a prefecture, I think uh, somewhere near um, uh, Fukushima. I think it, it was over mm. there. Or Nagasaki, I'm sorry. Like, uh, she t- taught in, like, a rural prefecture in Nagasaki. She was like, yeah, it is not fun over here because people are hella sexist. And, like, I can't even find solace yeah. with, like, other women because they're also getting the same treatment. Yeah. But I'm on the lower bar because I'm not Japanese. Yep. So then there's, yeah. like, this weird yeah. racist layer over it, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it, I mean, we have... We have the same problem over here in America, but it's much more nuanced because we're used to the idea of integrating other races into our culture. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Until recently. But we're not necessarily... Like, feminism is widely criticized because of it, its exclusion of, of non-white women. And... That's just an extension of the same problems that Japan is experiencing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, uh, like go- going back to your point earlier where, where it's like uh, how Little Wish Academia could be kind of like this... Uh, Ah, damn, I'm just trying to remember the term, but Mm -hmm. kind of like it it might be a turning point or like a a keystone moment where it's like if the industry looks at this and sees like this is profitable, you could see like more and more people imitating uh, going for a wider audience instead of like let's hone in laser focus like to the otaku and make like a big tittied horse racing uh, anime. (laughs) Which, oh god, that is a thing. Oh god. Yeah, we're gonna do an episode of that too. Yeah. It's like Uma, Uma something or other. Yes, it's like it's like idols, and like horse idols, but also racing. Well, oh, it's like great, yeah. great. We treat we're treating women as as property as well as animals at the yeah. same well, time. Great. It's it's interesting because there are like it's interesting if you look at anime's history and like turning points of anime in general. Like people actually say to go back to Madoka. Um, Mariana, that Madoka and Code Geass were two of the ones that sort of like, quote unquote, saved the anime industry because they were so popular and they got like so much like um, merchandise sold and so many people like were connected to anime again because of those two shows, which kind of came out ish around the same time. Um, Yeah. So. Yeah, like about, uh, and so that was kind of what people say, like, save the anime industry. And then it's interesting, because if you look at that, like, there was, like, a strong influx of, like, a lot of magical girl-style shows, like, um, oh, there was, like, Yuki Yuna as a hero, and, like, um... Also that one with the boys being fucking magical girls. Oh, yeah. I would oh, yeah, watch that. Boys. Wait, there is, there's a new one like that, that... Oh, I yeah. want to be a it's magical that, boy. It, does anyone know what I'm talking about? Is it, like, Magical Girl Project or something like that? Yes, Magical the, Girl Racing Project. Yes. Um, there's a boy was, who like, is a magical girl. a Madoka ripoff, like, oh, my God. I want it. Uh, <laughs> It was like, and it was like a weird updated one because they used like a phone app. So they were like, mm-hmm. look, it's like Madoka, but with phone apps. And it was like, oh, so stupid. Um, I thought it was going like, to be Maha Shoujo site. And that's a completely other end of the <laughs> equation for any of you who've read like, that. It's it's interesting. And then like you had um, fucking Attack on Titan was huge. Yeah. And then you got all this like violent 
really intense anime with like these male protagonists that are like give a fuck all you know what I mean edgelords and, like, yeah. I'm sorry Mikasa was the edgelord of that series no it's fine if you, if you want to throw shade at Attack on Titan I can do that all day oh yeah same <laughs> oh yeah I, you know, I can talk about the problems with the Jag on Titan yeah, for, yeah. like, a whole other podcast. Oh, man. But, like, <laughs> we'll have you on for that episode later. <laughs> I, I would be glad to talk about the problems with the Tag on Titan. I do like Attack on Titan. Like, don't get me wrong. There are things about it that are good, but there are things yeah. about it that are bad. Yeah. So, I'm ho- but, so, like, what I'm hoping is that, like, these type of shows, like Little Witch and Yuri on Ice and, like, these kind of different shows that have these style characters are what become like the new thing you know what i mean because like there are like phases of anime and like like we're kind of finally i'm hoping and praying we're finally coming out of this idol phase oh yeah no and that's God, never going away am i done with idols i am so done with idols like <laughs> it's I, i'm yeah. sorry but that's never gonna go away idols make a ton of money and they are a I kind know. of Fetish oh, subgenre. So frustrated. Yeah. It's just like, so creepy. Oh my god! Did you guys watch Love Live Sunshine? Did you guys watch nope. Regular Love Live? No. Okay. Nope. Nico, Did Nico, no. Is that the one with like, uh, like Mark brought this term to my attention <laughs> where it's like anime is trying a, a new thing with like different body types of women and they're calling them like marshmallow girls. That is a like, real thing, dude. Is, like, is that the what? one with like Sonico where they're like, uh, they're like yes. uh, bigger women? Yes. That is, a, that is yeah. a real thing. Which I was like, oh, what? this is cool, but it's like they're also like super sexualized. Yeah, they're trying, like, oh. they're trying to like expand like the, yeah. uh, I think more from the industry's level, they're trying to expand the, fl- the their fetish flavor, so to speak, well, to include know, larger what? women. And when I say larger, it's more like more average sized women. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you don't yeah. have like the template like anime yeah. girl, like they actually have like a... Like someone who's got like large hips. chest and just like a body that actually matches they that. They proportionate. And not, like, yeah. They're proportionate. To yeah. what they're supposed to be, and they call them marshmallow girls. <laughs> All right. I uh, like Mark was trying to defend it too. He's like, "That's what they call them." It's like, but that's like calling somebody a BBW, and, and he's like, "Well, you know, big beautiful woman." It's like, yeah, but that doesn't change that I've only heard that term exclusively on Pornhub. <laughs> I mean, like, let's be real though. At least BBW actually has large women attached to it. Like, yeah. I feel like. Women, like large women, when it comes to Japan, just means big tits, big ass, flat stomach. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I Michael. Like when it comes to their porn and when it comes to their fetishization of the female porn, Japan is miles away behind America. Oh, because yeah. Because America has been fetishizing fat women for years. Oh, so yeah. get on my level, Japan. <laughs> yeah, get, get on our level. <laughs> Here, here. To prove this is a real thing, I will link you guys, if you'd like, the article from Tokyo Times about this. Actually, this can kind of go back to Little Witch. Little Witch, because I feel like the fat girl in Little Witch is not fat. Oh, yeah. Like, the the, thing about that so much is that her character is, she's one of the only characters that I actually don't like in Little Witch, because, like, I really love all the Little Witch characters. Like, I think most of them are, like, really well-written and really well-rounded, and, like, they got, like, interesting and diverse personalities, which is awesome. Yeah, and her personality is she eats. Literally, the only thing she does is eat. Yep. Yeah. And she's like, I'm gonna eat. Oh, here have some sweets. And it's like, dude. What do you like, do? What do you yeah, do? Like, like, what do you. And, and then she's like slightly chubbier than the other girls, like slightly. But she's still like 
thin, but like because she quote unquote eats all the time, she's fat. She yeah. has to be a little bit bigger. And I'm like, this is like this ridiculous. is kind of bullshit because yeah. it's like there's it's so me and Mark noticed that because that's a common like character trope in like Japanese media. We were watching Houseu, which is like oh ja- god, yeah, Japan's like first attempt at like an American haunted house film, and there's like all the characters <laughs> in there. The director's rebellion against yeah. the producers was amazing. <laughs> So confusing, but it, it, it's like all the characters there are named after their uh, are named after their main attribute. Like there's Professor, which is the smart girl. There's Fantasy, which is the girl who's like keeps uh, thinking about. It. And then there's Fatty, who's like the girl who just eats all the time. And she there's n- absolutely no body type difference between her and the other ones. And they give her shit that she's the, fat all the, the time. The only thing I can give it give like they call her Fatty. She just has a rounder face than everyone else. That's it. That's it. That's and, it. Yeah, me oh, and Mark were like man, really upset about that. It's like, why are you so mean yeah, to exactly, your friend? Exactly. Yeah. But would you would you really be okay with your friends calling you fatty? Yeah, on a they're daily not your basis? friends. Why are you hanging around with them? And then you get murdered. <gasps> yeah. Did, didn't her head get Didn't her head get chopped off? Yeah, she tried to well? pull. She tried to pull a watermelon out of a well, and then the watermelon pulled her in the well, and then I guess like <gasps> disassembled her body because like her head, her severed head, flew out and bit one of the girls in the ass. Yep. Oh my which is god. The, which yeah. if on our wow. pod, it is the image we use for our um, tag, our tag image. Yeah, you, if you guys well, want to see a really weird say. movie, watch How Soon. Don't, please. <laughs> as oh as women of size, Rochelle and I do not approve of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, because it's, it's also <laughs> just like super shell, and it's it's yeah. lazy. It's lazy writing. It's like I, I see lazy. that character, it's and it's ridiculous. like you could have made her into like a cool character, but instead it's like oh, I just ran out of ideas. Just uh, stuff her full of potato chips yeah. and like uh, the that that uh, face. The same can be said for Constantine, the mech, the um, the builder. At least, though, the yeah. thing about Constance that's, like, a little bit forgiving for me that, personally, I like is that she's really, like, technical and mechanical and which stuff is like, like that, which yeah. you don't get to see women doing that as much, usually, because okay. they tend to be, like, yeah. men build stuff. So, like, I like that she's a girl that is really into, like, building stuff, and she's kind of, like, she's, like, sciencey, but, like, Techie science, so it's like interesting. She's an engineer. Know, She's like Iron Man. Character. <laughs> yeah, but but also she doesn't talk. So like, I wish that she would like talk and have like a really smart personality. Like that would be really interesting. If yeah, they had given her a little bit more. Yeah, her and uh, her and um. What's her? What's the chubby girl's name? I, I don't. don't even know. That, that's she's, how little impact she, she yeah, has. Yeah, she's like Russian, but she's like she's yeah. not important. Like the, the the girls are like you know the main three Jasmine, and Amanda. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Amanda was the only one that they, they felt like they put any thought into besides. And, and they only had to put uh, a like thought into Amanda because she's American and Japan is secretly afraid of us. <laughs> is she Actually, American? I think Amanda's supposed to be Irish, isn't really? she? Really, really. Amanda O'Neill, so tech, it could that, be American, yeah. it could be Irish. Yeah. I thought she was supposed to be Irish, but it could be I mean, yeah. she has red hair, and she's really sexy, so... <laughs> She's the, I mean, she's the most uh, she's Beth Beth uh, corpuscular of the group. She's yeah. best girl. I like <laughs> you like toss it in there. You're like, and she's best girl. Yeah, like, she is. In my opinion, in my unbiased opinion, Amanda is the best girl. <laughs> yep. Unbiased. And I am with so you. No, she, it is unbiased because I agree. <laughs> 
this, this is how democracy dies. <laughs> and it hasn't died already. Unbiased. Oh, man. It, she is best girl. She is going to be... Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Too much Trump crap. Penny whiskey. <laughs> yeah, but I just... Uh, I, I, I really... I, I'm really enjoying this, uh, like, trend of, like, uh, these well-written animes by women. Because it's like... Me and Mark were talking uh, last week, too. Uh, we started... Like, I introduced Mark to, like, this one manga, which is called Dungeon Meshi. Which is, uh, like, I don't think that was last week. That was like uh, several months couple, ago. A uh, couple. Well, yeah, we were talking about it though. No, we were talking about lesbian lizards last week. That's true. Uh, okay. Uh, lesbian yeah. lizards are an important topic point. They are. It is Kobayashi <laughs> yeah. Dragon's Maid. Yeah. And oh my god, that series. Oh my god. That came out of left field because it comes off as trashy as hell. Yeah. And then you'll have so many instances of amazing writing in it. It's like going. I don't know how to feel about this anymore. I, I feel like Japan is like uh, w- with the uh, with the inclusion of more like women writers and their stuff. Like their their spread the spread of like the anime and manga we're getting is like changing. And like I like the change because it's like Dungeon Meshi is like essentially Dungeon Meshi is the 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 plot is like this dude has to get his sister who's been uh, eaten by a red dragon at the bottom of the dungeon, but they're super poor, so they can't like feed themselves. So like the the manga is. <laughs> It's essentially like getting to the bottom of the dungeon with uh, a dwarf dude teaching you how to cook monsters like it's a Martha Stewart cooking catalog. Yeah. <laughs> it's half fake cookbook, half adventure. Yeah. And manga. it's it's fantastic because it's so yeah. charming. It's it is. so absolutely charming. Like all of the characters are great. There there is there Wait, doesn't seem to be like Dragon Maid? Dungeon Meshi. Dungeon no, Meshi, yeah. yeah. That's it's a manga. Not Dragon Maid. Don't get me started. I was gonna say hey, hey. Dragon Kobayashi Dragon Maid has a lot more good points than we care to admit. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's it's getting you into its trap. There are no. You I cannot. Could, have you? Are you up to date with it? Are you up to date with it? No, I only I watched the first two episodes. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, hated we, it. We we have a theory I about Kobayashi because it. it's like the first two episodes was triggering my uh like we came big up with titty. a scale which is called the Big Tittied Woman Index, which is how easy <laughs> is it to change the title of the anime to Big Tittied Woman Does X. In this case, it's like Big Tittied Woman is a dragon and a maid. Yeah, yes. and a maid, and and it tripped uh, all of those. But like I feel like it's almost playing like a Steven Universe where it like hooks you in with that with the first two episodes and the rest of the episodes are actually like really weirdly well written about more of the characters like you see less and less of these like like titty shots I've heard the dragon maid is good from multiple people, and I just refuse to believe it. I no, it's, 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 I will send you I, scenes. I no, 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 it's, like it, it's fine. Mark, the thick dragon like, lolly legs turn a lot of people off. I agree. I, yeah. I agree. Like, that was our main critique. Like, that, whoever draws it needs to calm the fuck down on drawing, like, the little girl's legs. legs. Yeah. You know what, though? I, I honestly feel like some anime fans, like, they forget what good media is like. Like, like anime is good. Anime is a great medium. But, like, I feel like fucking so many people who like Yuri on Ice, which is a legitimately good show. Yeah. They love this other fucking show called Number Six. And Number Mm -hmm. Six is the most fucking stupid fucking show. It's like a dystopian anime about some (laughs) motherfucking dude who's just living in this this world. Like, everything is handed to him. And, like... Old people are like, oh, I don't know what to do from day to day because our 
needs are provided for by the government. And then the government fucking murders old people. And then it's like, oh, you're a dissenter. I'm going to fucking murder you. And they murder, like, random people. And then it's also gay. So, like, there's this, the main character is like, oh, this is the person with a well, penis. Listen, so, I know you're I'm trying to, to, I, listen, I know you're trying to, like, push me away from the series, but you've kind of sold me on it. <laughs> that is <laughs> bag. I think you can start watching it. But, like, it's it's so it's so stupid because I, I just like I don't know as as a I, I primarily switched over to like, you know, when you when you're really in anime, mm-hmm. you do kind of fit into the mindset of like, oh, 3D is subpar and like uh, these 3D husbandos are like disgusting. I... Why would anyone? When you said when you said 3D, I thought you meant the CGI stuff because they usually do it so badly in anime. <laughs> oh God! I mean, like real people. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 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 oh we. Like Whoa. <laughs> but like, I, I feel like I, it's, it's funny because like when Rochelle started watching Number Six, she was like, "This comes across as like average anime to me," and like I had been watching like real tv for so long that it was more like oh my god this show is fucking awful like (laughs) trust me me, let me let me let me just okay so i i I do this thing where i watch the first episode of every show every season like um like i have a friend and we do a podcast where we review like seasons like the seasons of anime Hmm. so like i watch stuff that's currently airing like i have a list of stuff that's currently airing that i'm watching and following um, some of which I shouldn't be following because it's terrible. Cough, handshakers, cough. Oh. <laughs> awful, <laughs> awful show. Um, but like, I so I watched the first episode of everything, and so when Mariana was like, "This show is trash," I was like, "No, you don't know what trash is <laughs> because you don't like, like, like I just you don't like until you. I'm trying to think of a show that I watched recently that was like so bad. But I mean, oh, wait, Spirit Pact, Spirit Pact is pretty trash. Spirit, Spirit Pact is pretty trash. But even that is, like, trash. more interesting than some of the things, like, there is this, oh, there was this one show, okay, this season, I believe it was this, this season, called Sanin, I think it's called. Sanin or whatever. Familiar. Oh, my I'll God. I'll Google it real fast. It was the most boring show I've ever seen. It was like, here's this one guy, and here, here he is, being generic AF because he was like, because he was all like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Maybe I want to be a beekeeper. And the woman, like the teacher's like, you want to be a beekeeper? You want to be a beekeeper? She's like, he's like, I don't know. So then like the rest of the show, like the rest of the first episode at least, was like, uh, these he meets like some girls and stuff. And he's like, I'm like generic man and this girl's like hi I'm like generic girl and like I'd probably have a crush on you oops I fell through your window in my panties and it's like, it's like literally the entire first episode except there was this one 
part of it where they're like <laughs> these two guys are walking around and they like see this popular guy and they're like man that guy's real popular and he's like yeah but i think he has like a uh like a giant fetish and then and oh. then they just oh. move on they completely change the subject well no i want to follow that guy i want to follow that, that guy that's... you can't just move on from that like you can't just say that and then move on yeah, you can't right? just drop <laughs> shit like that like like, I, I don't know if that was, like, specific. It was, like, a weird fetish, though. Like, I don't remember, like, specifically what it was. But, like, that's trash. That is true trash. garbage. Like, okay. that is, like, I sat through uh, 23 minutes of actual Garbo. Like, just put me in the trash. Garbo. Okay. My favorite so, part of number six, though, is, like, in one episode the main character is shown pledging his allegiance to the city. And then in like the next, next like five minutes, his friend is like, don't question what the city has provided for us. You have pledged your undying allegiance to the city. It's like, I don't know. I, I love anime because of just how exaggerated and over the top it is. Like <laughs> your standards really do have to change when you're watching anime. It, because, it like, really does because there's yeah. different le- like, okay, there's good anime. Like when we're talking good anime, I mean like, like Little Witch and Gon Kutsuo is very good. And like Alchemist is really good. Wait, what'd you say? ReZero? No! No! Oh, bring it on, bitch! Let's oh, do this! No. Oh, shit! Oh, Let's do this! No! ReZero oh. is trashy, and I... Okay, uh, no. Oh, boy! <laughs> Let's do this! I need to go back to my to my ranking first, and then I'll go back to ReZero. But, like, yeah, so there's, like, good anime. Honestly, like, I don't even oh, know if I would put... Club, yeah, Orange High School Host Club is good. Fullmetal Alchemist is really good. Yeah. Favorite. Like, yeah. is really good. Like, there's stuff that's, like, really good and then there's stuff that's like this is highly entertaining and it's like pretty well written and i'm into it which honestly i would put yuri on ice there because i think yuri on yeah. ice has some plot problems i agree um, 100%. Uh, i mean and it has like it has pace it has it has problems but mm-hmm. but then like and like you know there's some other shows that i would put there like where you're like i was entertained by this it was good like it was enjoyable i would watch it again like i would put shows in that and then there's like this is like <laughs> this is okay. I'm going to suffer through this because the characters are okay and I'm just a weeb and I really want to watch it. So like number six, fucking Boone goes straight on. You're like, you're like, I can't give up. This is okay. You're you're like that dog from the Casey Green comic. I put zero in this category. They're like, I like it enough, but, eh." and then you get like, garbage and you're like Ugh, this is real bad but i'm gonna watch it like Utapri because you're like Fuck, there are boys that are singing and like ah, i just i gotta <laughs> guys personally relate to the motivation of there are boys and they sing <laughs> they're singing so you gotta but like Wait, that, that's like, still a step above like, like me and mark you we can were... also put Keijo in this category, like, oh, there are yeah. girls and there's butts. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. yeah. And, and the girl who pulls, pulls a deck of cards out of her ass. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, like, <laughs> but the, and then there's, like, and then there's just, like, actual shit where you're, like, I don't Why? know, it just happened. Like, like <laughs> you're just, like, I don't know. So, like, I feel like Submarine anime has, like, so Submarine many number six. Yeah. But then you, but, like, with a, and when you go and watch, like, American TV or even British TV or like like Any live TV. action TV. Yeah. Live action TV and you're like 
this is so different. Like, it's just so different. Like, it's a completely different medium. Like, I don't even think I could compare them as things. Yeah. Yeah. You really can't because, like, the acting is completely different. The writing is completely different because there are things in live-action TV shows that they don't even dare to attempt that in animation are just like, okay, well, it would cost the same amount for us to fucking do this. Like, for us to fucking have, like, a, 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 a high school anime as opposed to, like, girls riding dragons and, like, saving the world, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, obviously there are specific challenges to certain genres, but... Here's <laughs> your panty quota. I, I need to... I really need to go back to ReZero. All right, let's do this. Oh, bring it. a lot of feelings about ReZero. As do I. Let's do this. Here's the fucking thing, and I don't care what anybody says. Oh. ReZero is an overglorified harem, and it is it is not original. It is Aww. it is frustratingly obnoxious, and the characters are not good. Like the main guy is like everybody's like, oh, he's such a great protagonist, no. and I'm like, no, no, no. he's not. He's no, like he's not. I, I agree. I, I agree 100 percent on that. Other harem anime. Now here's the thing. Here, Marcus, no, elaborate your opinion. All right, yes, my retort. Know. Yes, while while yes, it does very much come off onto the classic tropes of it, in which it does kind of it does come off as a harem anime. But the thing, unlike most harem animes, which are essentially just a cult, in which one man has done something good for these girls, therefore I must devote my entire love life, my entire love to them. This is um, this series also, t- um, in my opinion, really strokes a fetish of because I hate those Naruto like characters, which Subaru is. And then you see that entire arc of him being stripped down, kicked to the dirt, and it's just like, literally, he's forced to crawl his way back up to redeem himself and become an actual, some more decent person and character. And not just But I feel like he doesn't fully get there. And I don't know if it's just because, like, the anime hasn't gone far enough, because I know it, like, it's still... It's apparently... Novels. So, I mean, maybe the anime just hasn't gone far enough, but in my opinion, I felt like he didn't fully get that full character arc for me to like him enough. No, he's like... I still don't like him. I am I am tolerable of him. It's very much kind of like my feelings of how Amy wrote uh, Amy Amy Pond from Doctor Who was, of where she started off irritating as all fuck and I hated her, and now she's tolerable. By the end of it, that I is feel it. like I need to watch this series, and then but, like uh, this no, has to be a. I still for say I still say Ram is best waifu, um, but see everybody says that, but I don't understand oh. why. Because like the thing about her is is like she's like she's good to him and stuff like that, and I get that, and she kind of has her moment where she's like, I like you for who you are and everything, but like. He's such a fuck. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Amelia, Amelia, Amelia. Yeah, oh, I agree. Hundred percent. Like, so like, you are, and I'm like, chick, you are like super Jeez. badass and could do whatever you want. Yes. And I feel like they dumb her down just to be like his main support, and I'm like, he is not worth it. And that's how I feel about so much harem anime is that they're like some interesting girls, and then they like dumb them down to be the support for like a shitty main guy character and I, I feel like ReZero just 
elaborates on that. I can understand how I I can I very much understand your feelings on that, and I do agree in some regards of where Rem doesn't need Subaru, but at the same time, just like the amount of feelings and the amount of well done writing they did, especially with that freaking episode where it's like twenty three minutes of dialogue in a same scene, unchanging, and I didn't even notice the time pass by for that episode. I I, I'm imagining that was uh that was literally the episode where Rem fully confesses to him, and then he turns then he shuts her down. It's like towards the end, so I don't yeah. know if you got uh, there, Mary. No, yeah. I only got to like episode like fourteen or fifteen or something like but, that. Like we got to the episode where like he started like after she fucking like went out into the forest and was like, I'm gonna fucking kill wolves. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, hold like, on. Oh, yeah. Michael has no oh, context for this. Hold on. So I'm I'm imagining this anime since I have like absolutely no context is like since the main character's name is Subaru, I'm just imagining a bunch of women fighting over who gets to go inside the car. <laughs> and then like one woman like bows out is like fine, whatever. Is you can a fucking I don't even know. <laughs> Tell me. All right. But I just, the, here's I the think thing. my other issue too hmm. it, uh, with three zero is this is I actually told Mariana this I believe is I get so frustrated because I think ReZero's plot is so fascinating. Like, mm-hmm. this idea of this character, like, resetting constantly yes. and, like, having to, like, deal with that is so That's what I loved. The char- yeah, the characters are so bland to me that, like, I had such a hard time caring when he died over and over again. And yeah. I was saying, Mariana, like, I love Boongo, Stray Dogs' <laughs> characters, but it has no plot. Like, the plot is just non-existent. And it's gone. plot is gonna start, and then you're like, just kidding, no it's not. And I was like, I wish I could have those characters in ReZero's plot, because I feel like I don't know, like, I just need better characters to care like, about I was kind thing. of, okay, uh, I was kind of okay with the characters being how they were, because it, it put more focus onto the plot, which I really liked. And the fact that, like, they... But the thing is, is that Oh, sorry, but yeah. like the the thing for me as like someone who only made it half a series because like once they got through that little bit where Subaru was filled with curses from all of those bites and stuff like that, I, I just felt like they were stagnating on the domestic shit. And like, I love domestic shit. <laughs> and ReZero like, helped me discover this like strange fetish I have for the idea of like someone repeating the same thing over and over again and being in love with someone and not... And that other person just not realizing how the depth of their love, you know what I mean? Like that is, yeah, I, I, I definitely see yeah. that is very sweet. Um, it is super sweet, and I I wish that I wish Subaru the best in his pursuit of fucking uh, what's her name, Amelia. Amelia doesn't deserve it. <laughs> it no, is, here's the thing: it's not that Subaru. Uh, it's not that Subaru <laughs> deserves Rem. It's that Rem deserves happiness. Oh, no, I was talking about Amelia. I don't even know fuck about fucking... I mean, I agree with that. But the thing is, like, for Rem to get happiness in accordance to the show's rules, like the way that the show has set her up, Mm -hmm. her getting happiness is being with him, and that's fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Does it it switch from fucking him obsessing over Amelia to him obsessing over Rem? No. No, He always is about Amelia, but uh, Rem falls in love with him, and uh, he, like, has this moment where he's really down on himself, and she's basically like, I love your flaws and all, and he's like, I'm sorry, but I love Amelia. 
Amelia. No, but the what entire first scene, the entire first scene, though, is he's fallen so hard that he was actually, quote-unquote, willing to settle, so to speak, which she wasn't okay with. Yeah. That does sound fucked up. Yeah. But it's still, like, it's still shitty of him, and I still think it's, like, I don't know, like, I think it's a shitty way to, like, give a character depth is to like make her so reliant on him so it like seems like she's this really like complicated character but really she's just relying on him which is what all harem animes do <laughs> <laughs> Women. I, I don't know it felt more like he was relying on her more than anything is is it like an emotional he, parasite well, on like the host of the head of the harem, or is the head of the harem a parasite on the host of the bunch of women? I don't. He, do I mean, we, he does super deeper. rely on her, and that's really fucked up. Like he puts so much weight on their relationship, but like platonically speaking, and that's really shitty because he knows how she feels. I mean, mm-hmm. Subaru's just a shitty fucker. Like I just don't like him, and I want him to die and stay dead. <laughs> now, well, just just you wait until. Until we get further into the series and we figure out more about the White Witch. See, that, see, I'm like, okay, there's, like, there are things about it that, like, the thing is, I, I like, I finished all of Free Zero. Yeah, so did And I. there are things about it that if they were to make a season two, I probably would watch because I'm like, I need to understand. I also have this problem where when shows are popular, I, like, feel the need to watch them to understand why they're popular, even if I hate them with all my being. <laughs> I have the opposite I inclination. I, I, yeah, I, like, I have this problem where I'm like, I need to know why this is popular. I won't do that with Dragon Maid, though. I'm, I'm set on that. <laughs> I, I, I have, like, yeah. the exa- that's interesting, because I have the exact opposite reaction to things. It's like, my, like, when Attack on Titan came out, and everybody suddenly is, oh, I love Attack on Titan, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't know what it is, but it's like, when something gets, like, talked up to me, it's like, I kind of, like, have to step back, because, like, I feel like the expectation bar to me gets, like, so much higher and higher. Because it's like, it's, it, it happened yeah, with me to with Firefly, and, mm-hmm. and it was just like, I saw it, it's like, this is just a fucking western in space with, like, a little bit of, like, weird southern apologism. It's like, I, that's not bad. I find it I, kind of funny, but... I felt that way about fucking Westworld, and I know that's not an anime, so I'm so sorry if I, it's if I end fine. up dead talking about this on Weeaboo How Wednesday. dare you talk about real people? Yeah, this, that, this, this is Weeaboo Gaijin we are, we are called Weeaboo Wednesday. You take your Gaijin TV shows and you go out there with Game of Thrones and think about what you've done. <laughs> oh my god. But like with with fucking Game of Thrones, great example, and Westworld, and all these other Western shows that get talked to me. Like, I feel like with anime, like, there's this base assumption that it's going to be trashy, because mm-hmm. anime yeah. is like a soap opera, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's like, true. With, with Western shows, there is some semblance of realism involved, and like... With with Westworld and fucking Game of Thrones, I feel like I feel like Game of Thrones is like a fucking like violence and rape fest, and like with Westworld, it was like the most beautiful show about people talking about paint drying while they watch paint dry. <laughs> <laughs> paint? And then they philosophically discuss paint. Yeah. I actually really want to it's watch this show. I'm not going to Clothing paint? Just because we put it on top of our bodies. <laughs> but it's not permanent like paint is. But I can yeah. strip away the paint. It's like <gasps> <laughs> okay, last but thing on ReZero, though. Last thing. 
this th- show scratches an itch that I have that I wish more anime would give me is the what is the dark essentially the Dark Souls itch of going congratulations you got past the next part well guess what bitch here's here's another here's another dragon you have to deal with at the same time I- excuse me <laughs> yep you thought it was over with that and you used all your health potions guess what you're gonna go through another playthrough to take care of this problem you're dead <laughs> that's fair yeah I love I, mean, I like. I mean, there is, there are interesting things about ReZero. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it, there's a reason it's popular. And I it, really mm-hmm. liked the first, like, four episodes of it. I thought it was yes. really Yeah, it's cool. Like, yeah. it's a cool concept. And I do like the tr- the sort of twist on that Sword Art Online style trope, because that was another show that got really popular, so that everybody was I like, what Hack. happens yeah. if we, like, put people in the game, and then they keep, you know. Which John like, Hack sign like already did. Which, it, it's not even that, it's not about a video game. It is, essentially what it is, they want to make a fantasy series with a modern mindset. That's all. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, I feel like ReZero did something cool with that trope, which I really liked. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a, I had like a specific point. Have you seen Higurashi? <laughs> yes, I've seen Higurashi. Your thoughts? I think, I think Higurashi is really interesting. Good, because I was um, that is like one of my favorites. <laughs> yes, I think it's really good. Um, I mean, I think it because Higurashi. See, okay, here's actually a good example. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought about this because I didn't. I don't know why I didn't think to compare the two though. Because yeah, they're, they're very, very similar. In, in a way, um, because there are both the anime, technically. Mm-hmm. Technically. Technically. But I feel like the thing that was interesting to me about Higurashi is that it doesn't super focus on romance, if I remember right. I mean, I haven't watched it's, Higurashi in like. It kind years. of does. It's more. It depends from arc to arc, honestly. Yeah, it does. And it kind of felt like. I don't know. It felt like they were focusing so much hard, harder, especially in the second season when you know what's going on yeah. with the resetting um, and the, the girl, I forget her name. I really Rika. haven't watched it in like literally. Rika, who is also Nui from yeah, Kill a Kill. Oh. Like, you she kind plays of the crazy. Know, like, you kind of start to know what's going on and I feel like the focus is on that plot and like the characters at that point because of the way they set up that show you care about the characters because they've each had their own little arc. Yeah. But it wasn't so focused on the guy and how he affects them. It was more like, this is a thing that's happening and these characters are involved. And like, I think that's why Higurashi works for me as opposed to ReZero, where it feels like Subaru is the guy and everybody gotta like the guy. Yeah. And like he got to interact with everybody, and he got to shape these characters because he's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy. He's yeah. the guy. He tells the if women think of, how to and feel. I, I feel like that's my issue. That's like an issue that I had with ReZero. That's fair. I I, I yeah. get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying but because I, I do think it's one of the better tropes of that like. Sword Art Online, like Log Horizon, mm. fucking Konosuba. I don't know uh, Konosuba. I was oh. Interested by ReZero than I was by Sword. Yes, I think it's and better. I, I fucking Sword Art Online. <laughs> I hate Sword Art Online. I can talk about how much I hate Sword Art Online too. The first, the first twelve episodes, I'll admit, are okay. Yeah. And then it's like they had a good idea, and then the producer came up, "We want more of it. We finished our story, sir. We yeah, finished like twelve episode season series. Season one, it's a twenty-four episode through. now. Yeah. Shit, what you do know, we got? You know what really bothers me about Sword Art Online and Blog oh. Horizon and fucking ReZero and all this other shit? Mm-hmm. It was done. Decades ago. Oh, yeah. Dot hacked. Yeah, dot hacked. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Dot hacked. And I was like, 
And I watched .hack. I hated the animes of .hack, but I love <laughs> the games. Like, and I'm just, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm tired Wait, of Wait, Marianne, I have a question. Did the video games come first before the anime? Or, like, did the anime, uh, like, uh, produce the video games on, like, the PlayStation I, 2? I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I feel like they were all produced around the same time. Like, Dot oh, Hack okay. Design came out around the same time as Dot Hack Infection, which was the first, the very first of the four-part series that came out on PS2. There are four parts? Oh, yeah. There's Holy Dot Hack Infection, Mutation, one other one. and There are four original Dot Hack games that came out on the PS4, and then there's Dot Hack GU, which was, uh, I don't remember what those parts are either, but I have all of my Dot Hack GU games. Oh was my it, God, was it manga I'm a first? Stupid and asshole. Anime? I don't was believe manga? so. I, I, I think. I have nothing to say on this. I have no idea. I, 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 I played the first one. It was, I believe it was the very first multimedia anime project. So it wasn't just about the anime or the mm, manga or the game. Yeah. Or there were card games as well. Oh, it was yeah. about everything coming in and feeding into each other. So while you were playing Dot Hack Infection and Mutation and whatever the fuck the other two were. <laughs> what were they? I don't remember. But either way, I... I wrote Is Legend of a Twilight one of them? Oh, yeah. Yes, that was yeah. Uh, an anime and a manga. Was that the yeah, one that turned then, very cartoony? Yeah. Like, Sorry? Was that the one where it got very cartoony? Like, yes. Like, the characters yeah, were a lot like younger? Yeah, that was, like, the goddess good one. That was the one where the main characters were actually, um, they won their avatars in a contest. To, and yeah. And the avatars that they were resembled the protagonists of Dark uh, Hack Infection. Ah, uh, uh, funny. Uh, but yeah, like Dot Hack Infection was, I mean, all of those games were about characters falling into a coma when they died in the game because they were attacked by a specific character that contained a virus that affected real life. Yeah. Real life. When you this die is... in the game, you die in real life. At least Fear.com made it pretty funny. Like, it yeah. was, you weren't well, attached to anything. If you were playing on your laptop and you died, the thing started coming for you. <laughs> No, I mean, like, the thing that was so groundbreaking for Dot .hack at the time was, like, in the games, it was, like, it wasn't just about the game itself. It was also about, like, you had wallpapers you could unlock. You had forum posts. That's true. Yeah. Emails you could unlock. That was trippy. Huh. It was so cool. Yeah, because I I was playing that game in middle school, and I was such a... It was awful because I was a horrible weave, Mariana, and I was also a conspiracy theorist. Like, I mean... (laughs) I was the kid who was cutting off his shoelaces at the tips, being like, you're all stupid idiots, because that's what the government uses to track you. Did you know that caused (laughs) 9-11? Didn't your principal try to get rid of you? (laughs) No, my principal, like, my principal, that was high school. High school is, I had to go to, like, therapy for three months because they thought I was going to shoot up the school. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. I, like, oh, yeah. I, I was like really upset when like that kid got in trouble for like bringing that like clock to school and then like NASA gave him a fucking grant. I was like, where the fuck was my grant? I'm <laughs> <laughs> going back to anime. Yeah. <laughs> a cause I mean, and effect. I, I, I Honestly, Dot Hack was one of the first, like, major multimedia projects when it came to Japanese development. So it wasn't just about, like, the anime or the manga or the, the games or anything like that. It was about the whole project as a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I 
was playing the game, I learned a lot of stuff from Dot Hexine, even though, and I hate to say, I fucking hate Dot Hexine. It's so boring. <laughs> I, yeah, it okay. It's so boring. It, it was. I couldn't, yeah. I fell asleep the during it every time. The only good thing about it is the music. The, yes. I was about to say, the yes. intro song. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I am yeah. pulling it up yeah. on YouTube like, right now. That, it, that's not even a language, right? It's some like weird fairy speak yeah. that makes you feel good. No, but she, that's very typical of her work because she yeah, also did compositions is. for um, Tsubasa Reservoir. She did do Tsubasa. Thing. Like it was the same nonsense. So good. Yeah, but B-Train, so B-Train was the animation studio for fucking Dot Hack, and then they took on Tsubasa, and then I I just, I can't watch anything else. I don't think actually they produced anything else to stop. <laughs> no, they have. I'm pretty sure B-Train has. I'm going to look oh. it up right now. Oh. Don't worry. Please tell me so I can avoid everything. (laughs) (laughs) But in the meantime, while you're not avoiding everything, watch the Dragon Maid show. Oh my god. Don't listen to Rochelle. Don't watch the Dragon Maid show. I gotta, you know, I'm watching, I fucking am like three episodes into Orange. Good. Orange, orange, orange is really yeah. good. Orange yeah. is like orange is uh, it's a difficult watch though. I will oh, put okay. that there. At the end of Orange, you find out that like the the main love interest like planned his own death from way Spoiler! the other characters. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. It's, it's really heartbreaking, but it's it's a very beautiful show. Yeah. Um, Lots of listen, side mentions. Uh, listen, I like yeah. I like to make myself ha- feel the feels. I made Michael watch your name. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't, wait, I haven't seen your name and I Rochelle, I don't, Rochelle, I don't, Rochelle, no, Rochelle. No, 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 don't. no, I don't know anything about no, it. Don't, 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 don't look at anything. Don't, don't, yeah. No, uh, Rochelle, I was going to invite you to see it with me. Let's talk about this after the podcast. Yeah, oh, you guys should wait, see uh, it. You should see it. In In April. Because I am going to see it with Laura. Do it. <laughs> when? Not I, we'll talk about this later. Don't remember. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I am going to see it, but I haven't been spoiled yet, so I'm like, oh my god, please Holy don't tell shit. me. Holy shit, okay, yeah. I want to see it so badly. Keep your head down, Rochelle. Keep your head down and watch this fucking movie. Seriously, the thing that I, <laughs> I honestly, loved so much, like, though... I was... It came out in AX. It did, um, yeah. Uh, I believe it came out in AX, um... Uh, like a year ago or two. Like a year, yeah, last yeah. year, and I was gonna go watch it... Um, but it was at the same time as Tetsuya Kakihata's panel, which is like a, he's like a Japanese voice actor, and I really wanted to see his panel, so yeah. I went to his panel instead. <laughs> well, but I, uh, but I really wanted to see your name, and I still really want to see it. Um, it's it good. Looks it's so good. It's it good. is. I am going to go see it again in theaters. It made oh me cry, God. and I don't like it to did. cry because it, it, it physically hurts. <laughs> I, 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 I saw it. I wasn't sure what to expect from it. I'm not gonna say anything more because I don't want to. I don't want to even give you a chance of getting anything ruined for you. Yeah, no, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's like amazing. It so is. I'm really looking forward. The feels were strong, Janine. The feels were strong. Oh, my girlfriend is here as well. She's our producer, Janine. Our producer. Um, uh, uh, okay. Anyway, we're yes. like. Uh, okay. we're, we're going on to uh, two hours. So, oh, I got I got one for us because we're hitting towards the yeah. two hours mark, and we were just talking about uh, trashy anime and the like, which is great. Yeah. Oh, we yes. achieved the our, my our, favorite. Yeah. All right. Who? All right. For each of you, who is your best out of every single thing you've seen so far? Best waifu or husbando? Oh, I know both. Ah. Oh. Uh, why would you ask me that? Because I'm 
Who do you have on your wall staring down at you yeah, to make you feel good? Who's on the corkboard, the multiple pictures? Do it for them. <laughs> I love that meme, by the way. <laughs> Who do you have uh, over a dozen expensive, expensive, highly accurate figurines of? Okay, now to be fair, that's not fair because my character doesn't have a figure. Oh, what character are you talking about? Oh, I would definitely pick Munakata from K. He's 100% my husband. I love that's him so the, much. The Blue King. Right? The Blue King, okay. yeah. Oh. Voiced by Sugita, my love. Tomokazu Sugita, so, you son of a bitch. Oh, he's so beautiful. K is gorgeous. It's like uh, the something that I really like huh. about K, you can't watch K and just. Enjoy it though because it's really hard to understand. But if you read like oh, all the Lord. mangas and stuff like that that go with it, it's like a beautiful story and the characters are amazing. But you like have to read all the side stuff to get the full like enjoyment of it. Is he I like the knife person? We pulled up a picture and the first picture they showed is like a shot of him with like knives and everything poking up from every orifice. <laughs> is that him? <laughs> yeah. Wait, really? He's got blue hair. Yeah. Oh my god, wait, really? Yeah. Hold wait, on, this I'm is, gonna this, link a picture. This claims, this claims from a DACA box. <laughs> DACA box. Yeah, no, that's not right. Oh, because there is a K Murakata from it. Yeah, no, I'll find an actual picture. Yeah, Michelle yeah. is the K fucking connoisseur. Yeah, I've written a lot of fan fiction. A, a sommelier <laughs> of K. <laughs> I love K, it's so good. Well... When it comes to my fucking husbando and or waifu, yeah, yeah. I mean, my fucking husbando, like hands down, he's from fucking Dragon Age Origins. So oh. his name is Alice. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Marianne, I'm like high five, I'd high five Mark's laptop, but like I'm afraid it would break my hand. Uh, <laughs> uh, Please yeah. don't, Michael. He's the only one who reciprocates your feelings. You give him a present, he's like, "Wow, thank you." It's he like, doesn't know yeah, how to quite feel about this, but he's thankful. <laughs> yeah. He's so great. The, he is. Yeah. No, he's the cutest. He's like. Super I bet he's cute. a responsive I, lover. My one of my favorite dialogues though is oh. when you break up with Alistair in it, and Morgan tries to be freaking <gasps> catty about it, and she just comes off as such a bitch to both. Like, is it is it still awkward? Am I making it more awkward? I oh. don't like Morgan. She's mean to me. She's well, mean to well, me. Well, Michael, I think you know who mine is from that series. <laughs> Morgan from Dragon Age is like one of the best written female characters in yes. existence, in my opinion. Because I agree. she's so contradictory and so like like everything about her is is so detailed and mm -hmm. like she sees everything from every point of view and that's why she always hates everything that you do because she's she's not a contrarian but she is mm -hmm. you know I, yeah. I very much liked liked Morgan because well it's just she she's a somewhat decent person who was brought up by one of the most shitty people on the planet yeah. <laughs> and she spends most yeah. of that game trying to fight those old urges she has as she like meets yeah. and now she actually meets regular people now and there was Oh, yeah. what I'm doing is kind of a shitty thing in society. I'm yeah, not a regular person. I was a wizard. She just has to understand how her things and reactions yeah. uh, cause sort of an uproar with normal people. That, <laughs> there are so many things about Dragon Age that I love, and oh. I could go on for like I could easily go on about Dragon Age for hours. But I mean, like, we can. <laughs> We can do a Mass Effect episode with uh, Andromeda coming out. I'm not playing oh Mass Effect God. at all. 
Oh, God damn it, have Michael. You guys, have you guys seen the the clips of the, the like, facial animations nope. that come out? Nope, nope. I am keeping myself clean so I can come into I... that with eyes wide, eyes wide and, like, a small child coming to see Power Rangers for the first time live action. You're like, <laughs> Very disappointed. Well, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more like the old Japanese ones when they were they did stage shows. Oh, I thought you were like, talking about kids. Ivan Ooze. <laughs> I'm not talking about like the new oh. movie that's coming out. And I realized upon using Power Rangers as an example, I was like, going, "Oh shit, that's right. That shitty Michael Bay oh, no. movie's coming out." <gasps> I was talking about Mass Effect Andromeda. Like there mm. are gifs and clips that are coming out of like. I don't know what's going on, and like, I mean, granted, we're we have a strike that's going on right now, so maybe oh, that, that's that. That yeah. is something I did want to ask about. Though yeah, we are coming up on like the two-hour mark. Well, we can always edit yeah. stuff out yeah. too. Uh, can, can you? I mean, like, basically, the strike the strike affects any game that is from there. Are, I think there are ten companies that are affect uh, work very closely with the union, um, SAG, and uh, basically, like. There are uh, a lot of these games have um, very vocally hazardous materials. So, like a lot of screaming, a lot of dying by fire, a lot of whatever. Uh, oh. Or when it comes to um, games that have a lot of mocap, so like Uncharted or I think it was Metal Gear. Shit. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Metal Gear has a fair amount of uh, mocap. I yeah, think. I mean, games that have mocap, they would have these voice actors in these in these suits doing full-on fucking stunts oh without, yeah without a stunt coordinator so oh. there, was no there was no guarantee of their safety or anything like that and um and for those of us who are who are the little minions or little small people or whatever we would have to do very vocally stressful stuff like dying by fire for example <laughs> um multiple times with no for four hours jesus like, christ geez. so you're yeah, just like screaming like you're on fire because you're supposed to be for four hours for four hours yeah jesus. so like one of the big things was we wanted to go from four hours to two hours to protect our vocal cords because as voice actors if anything happens to our voices yeah you're we're done. out of work that's like your livelihood yeah, so, yeah. You know, we're completely out of work like if we even get a cold we are fucked for at least yeah two weeks, and we can't make money for two weeks jesus and um and the stunt coordinators was a big thing and also like the bonus the the um uh, post-release bonuses was a big thing. And uh, the other big one was transparency on what you're auditioning for. Yeah. Yeah, because, um, like, like, a lot of times when you get auditions for big games like Call of they're Duty or Halo, or, like, yeah, they're under code names, so it'll be, like, it'll be, like, war, like, like, war. And you're, like, all right, this is a war game, but you don't know what it's for, and you do it, and then they're like, yeah, so now you're in, like, Call of Duty 12 or whatever, and you don't know what you're auditioning for. Oh. Like, I, I mean, prime example, I mean, I can't say what it was, but I auditioned for a game that was, like, a, that has, like, a, it's, like, a remake of, of another game, and I didn't know that's what it was when I did it. Mm -hmm. And I auditioned for it, and I did it, whatever. And I found out later what the audition was, and the characters that I got auditioned for, and I and I was familiar with the material. And I'm like, oh my god, if I had known that that's what that was, I would have done it completely differently. Different. Like my oh. reads would have been yeah so different. Yeah. And like, 
And I, I think they don't do it because I think they're scared that, like, if you know you're auditioning for Call of Duty, you'll ask for more money or something like That's that. Because, like, yeah. a game like that would make more well, money. It's a- it's and an NDA thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, like, like a non-disclosure. But it's also like, like if, if you know what you're auditioning for, you're going to get better auditions. You're going to yeah. get, like, I don't know. It's, it's just, so, it, it makes sense. I still don't understand why that's a problem. Fuck I guess it. from a financial aspect, that's all I can see. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only yeah. thing I can guess as to why I mean, they wouldn't want to do it. Or, like, re- leaking a, stuff. There's a lot of weird, there's a lot of weird uh, fucking transparency issues within the video game industry. And like, uh, I mean, like uh, going back to fucking you don't know what you're auditioning for until you're practically cast in it. Like Martin, Martin got a call back for Breath of the Wild and he didn't know about it until it was released. Oh, like, what? he was in the. He was in the running for multiple characters in Breath of the Wild, and like we didn't know for sure until the game was released, and we were like, "Oh, well, that's dialogue that we already read for." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And um, uh, same, uh, but it, it's just like I, 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 I don't know. There's that's, a lot of things that need yeah. to be taken into consideration, and and they also take advantage of of the the lower level employees as well like the developers mm. and programmers the artists everything else yeah i definitely know that spectrum yeah yeah and and that has been a big counterpoint against the strike that actors have been participating in like well actors are such a minimal part of the project why do they <laughs> feel like they deserve more money than anyone that in, that's involved in the production side but really Bonuses, which is all that the the big thing that we are hung up on as a union, which I'm a member of the union. I don't I don't think you're a member of SAG, are you, Rochelle? Not yet. No, I yes. have a couple. Uh, I have a couple of vouchers, but I'm not I'm not in right. SAG yet. No. Yeah, mm. I am a member of SAG, and the biggest the biggest thing that uh, is sort of the hang up that the strike is hinging on. are these performance-based bonuses. And when we say performance-based, we're talking specifically the amount of copies that are sold. So for every every 2 million copies that are sold, every actor that performs on these projects would get an additional $800 maxed out at, I think, 8 million copies sold. So the, the most that any actor would receive on any of these projects as a bonus would be like, or $4,000 or something like that. What? What the? Yeah. When we're talking about these video games... That are making billions. Yeah. Yeah. And and you two are like in a room, a hot room in a fucking mocap suit. And Without you're like, a stunt yeah, coordinator. Yeah, and I'm like, I've been screaming yeah. for four hours pretending I'm on fire. Could I just please do it for two I mean, hours even, and pretend I'm on fire? Even for stuff that isn't, even for stuff that isn't that, like, look at Breath of the Wild, for instance, right? Like, that game, I don't know how much is, it's sold at this point, but it has to be, like, in it's, millions. Yeah. However many switches that, were sold, that, that's, that's how many. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. That's a non-union title. So, I mean, I don't know what the actors got paid on that. I didn't audition for Breath of the Wild. I don't know, like, what people got paid for for that. But I'm sure, like, it was the $200 an hour, two-hour minimum. And, like, I know that they didn't have a ton of dialogue. So those actors probably made, like, 400 bucks, maybe 600 on that game. When it's like yeah. selling a gajillion copies, yeah. and it's yeah. like, that's, what the heck, man? That's you know, absurd like, to like, me. Yeah. For something 
like Zelda, like no one really buys games like Zelda for the server. Well, when we're talking about games like Grand Theft Auto, we're talking about games like Call of Duty. When we're talking about games like Uncharted, oh, yeah. people like I, I as a fan of Uncharted specifically bought Uncharted three and four because of the cast involved. Hmm. And I actually did not buy Uncharted four because I heard that certain characters were involved in Uncharted four that did not have the original voice actor. And I was like, huh. well, I don't give a shit then. I, I have friends like, who are like that too. I, yeah. I can I can I can understand yeah. that feeling very much. Yeah. yeah, I mean there are people that some people really care about voiceover and some people like really don't. You know, it's like it's kind of it, it's kind of like the same for everything. Like some people when they're watching a show really love music and some people whatever the music suck, I don't care. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it's just a, it's just a preference thing. But that being said, like that doesn't take away from the work that goes into it. And well, I mean, to go American, back to what you were, Oh, sorry. I was going to say American voiceover is the reason is the sole reason why these, these properties have become successful in the Westernized world. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, yes, absolutely. There is a market for subs. Like I usually prefer subs over dubs just because I don't personally know Miyano Mamoru or any mm. of these. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it easier to kind of escape from the real world of voiceover or whatever. Mm. But but I cannot, I can't dismiss the contributions that American voice actors have made to the the availability of anime in the United States. Yeah. Now, I mean, there are people that only watch dubs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are people that specifically wait for dubs like i know these people and mm-hmm. i mean yeah you have the people that are like snobby and are like yeah i know subs only you know but there are people that specifically want to watch dubs and are very like mm-hmm. interested in that whole world and it is an important thing and i i wish i feel like part of the problem is too nowadays this is like kind of another topic but on topic these days it's like (laughs) the the funimation simul dubbing i feel like is is almost taking away from the art of dubbing in a way Hmm. yeah because uh i feel like people get frustrated by it because it feels rushed you know like because it feels like everything's going at a fast pace and they're like oh the quality isn't as good and the thing is like i think it's a good idea that what they're doing, like getting these dubs out and like trying to get people to watch more dubs by having them readily available so quickly. But I also think it's hurting some people who are like super hardcore dub fans because dub fans are willing to wait. Like that's the Mm, thing. Like I know people who will wait an extra year to watch the popular shows because they're like, I want to experience the dub. And it's like, I feel like, they're almost taking away from their own industry by doing a simul dub because it 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 lowers the quality in some people's opinion. Now that's not to be said of all simul dubs. I've heard some simul dubs that are amazing, like really mm. great quality. Like, you know, could you give I me an example of one just because I want to hear it? Actually, <laughs> um, Yuri on Ice is oh. a fucking simul dub. Oh, oh. and like uh, Yuri on Ice has some interesting. I'm not sure. I would example it, it is that a one. Up because they they no 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 it is those. I'm just saying I don't know if I would example that as like a specifically good one because there are some things no no about no no, it no. Are... oh no I didn't hear the good sorry <laughs> oh, yeah 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 like 
No, I was going to say, <laughs> is a simuldub, and in my opinion, that kind of hurt the show because you never really know what characters are going to be fucking, like, major characters or what characters yeah. are fan favorites. And, like, with Yuri on Ice specifically, like, a lot of the, like, every character is a fucking fan favorite character, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and a lot of them character. didn't show up till like, episode 10. Nine. Like, yeah. there's, like, there's, like, a couple episodes where, like, like you don't even meet, uh... Like Otabek until later, JJ, yeah, sister fucker. Oh, (laughs) I don't actually know his name. I just definitely. Oh, is it Vicky? What? Yeah, I didn't know about this on your own ice. As far as simuldubs go, that are good. Um, uh, I hate. Do I don't know if you know Keikai Sensen. I think the English title is like. I know of the the series you're talking about. Blood block. Brigade, something like that. I, I forget what the English title is, um, but that has a really great dub that was simul dubbed. Um, I believe the the My Hero Academia has a really good dub, and that was simul dubbed. Mm, okay. um, what platform is the simul dub available on? Is it only on Funimation? I think it's only on Funimation. Uh, I don't know if they're going to change that. I saw this sub on Hulu, but I didn't know for Boku no Hero. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think the dub is only on the dub itself is only on. Uh, I will say this: I've, I have. Very that is much- a good dub, though. I've I've heard good things about that dub. Uh, there's a. I'm trying to. There's another one that I. Overlord seemed to have a fun dub, if anything, just because I know the voice. I know of the voice they use for uh, the main character, the skeleton guy. And to hear that character being played is kind of panicky and silly, rather than the serious like super big villain, I have been planning this thing to destroy the world. And having him play a, wait, I'm still squeezing this girl's boobs. Whoa, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I like when his dubs, like, do their own little thing, like like a twist, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And I like when dubs are kind of like, I don't know, I like when they're they're well adapted. Like, yeah. that's actually, yeah. I think the Kill a Kill dub is very well adapted. Like, mm. I think the script and stuff is really solid. The it's... Erase dub is so much better than the sub. In my really? Opinion. I haven't oh. watched the dub. I haven't heard that. And I loved, oh, I loved Erased. Like, Erased I loved Erased, too. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched that show twice in Japanese, and then I um, uh, I talked to the director. Like, I've worked with the director a couple of times. He directed mm. Sword Art Online, and he directed Madoka. And then, like, I jokingly made a comment about Erased on Twitter, and he was like, I'll lend you my DVDs of Erased, because as we all know, Anaplex charges like $300. Yeah, for, yeah. For uh, <laughs> so, this is why I can't buy yeah, DVDs anymore. Yeah, Pure than uncut cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I really want to pick up those DVDs, though, because, like, I mean, the main character is voiced by Michelle Ruff in the, in, uh, the younger version, and she is, like, so, she's really good, but... The script itself was changed in such a way. And, like, since I have worked with Alex, the director, on other projects, I know how much work he puts he puts into those scripts. But the work that he puts into those scripts could not have been possible without knowing the full context of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, especially with something like Erased, you would never know that child abuse and, and oh, all of these yeah. other strange themes were a part of the show if you were only four or five four. episodes in. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. I yeah, will... and I, it was really weird watching the show because I, I did audition for a race. I auditioned for the young version of Satoru and I auditioned mm-hmm. for his mom as well. Oh. And, like, 
um, when I was watching the show, I was like, oh, this is super cute. And then, like, when they started, when they showed, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> Hinaz- Hinazuki, when they started yeah. showing her bruises, I was like, fuck, she's abused. Yeah. I completely oh, no. forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remembered fr- the, the audition copy that I had spoiled it for me because she was like, because Satoru is like, her mom abuses her on Saturdays, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Like, if, if you did not know that information, then you would not know the weight, the emotional weight of the show until way too far into it. Yep. So you could have cast a main character that, that was not capable of carrying those emotions all the way through to the end. Someone who was capable of, of having that very carefree, childlike disposition matched with that very heavy adult content of of fucking like murder and child abuse that all those themes that come in later on in the show so like i i feel like i feel like with simul dubs I, I really wish we weren't doing simul dubs but i i understand mm. why as an industry we have to do them mm. but when when we're doing those things like we are given just as much information on simul dubs as we are on normal dubs, so we would never know. You oh. know? Yeah, oh. I think I think you even wow. get less information because you don't have the full show. Yeah. To be like, oh, yeah. oh this yeah. is what's going on, like, and you can't go look it up either because like you're gonna have what Japan has right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, but that, but um, but they Japan usually has the full story. The whole like, they have mm-hmm. everything yeah. planned out. Now, yeah. I don't know if their voice actors do when they're, like, recording the episodes, because I'm almost positive when they make episodes, they record them weekly, like like uh, like a simuldub, kind of. Like, I know yeah. they go in frequently for a thing like that, because um, a lot of times studios come down to the wire, which is why you see things like, oh, the HD DVD version looks so much better than what was <laughs> released on TV, because they go in and touch it up. But, oh. like, um, but I feel like with... The simuldubs, we, like, as an American studios, we have less information because we don't have the full story that, like, Mm. I think they have. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I'm almost positive, like, they have, like, the plan. Because, like, you always seem to know by, like, I want to say, like, mid-season, maybe sometimes early season, how many episodes gonna clock in at so like yeah. you know like this uh, this one's getting 12 this one's getting 25 so i have a feeling that they have a general idea like of what's i mean gonna happen. but there are still things like i mean i don't know if you gentlemen have gotten to episode 10 of yuri on ice but i feel mm. like that's such was a that was that the competition example. episode sorry uh, was that the competition episode no it is the one where they arrive in barcelona prior to the gpf the grand prix final and uh, nope. sort of like them vacate I was gonna say this. Nope. It's kind of like the filler episode, to be it, honest. It's the filler episode, but when it comes to Yuri and Victor's relationship, it is the episode that explains everything. I mean, it is. It's but like in definition, it would be a, a flip absolutely. Quote. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's a filler for for sure when it comes to like the actual story, which is the competition. But it's a great episode. (laughs) Absolutely. But you would never imagine like that the climax of of that episode happening in the way that it did. Like like the climax of the episode happens halfway through that episode. And like with without the context of knowing like because as a viewer, I was sitting every week and being like, is this a really gay show? Is this just like queer? (laughs) 
That's like these two dudes being really good friends and like touching each other. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> being really good friends and <laughs> touching and each episode, other, shooting yeah, ropes. Yeah, and then episode ten happens, and like there's absolutely no question as to what's happening here. It's a real gay relationship, and like without that context, without knowing what the series was building to. I would have made completely different choices as an actor or as a director. And mm-hmm. I, and like there were people in the industry that I know that did not know. Like I, I knew a spotter who worked on that episode who was working with Crunchyroll and was time coding that, that specific episode. And she didn't know that these particular revelations were going to happen in this episode <laughs> until she got the script and needed to fucking work on it. So, wow. That's so one hell of a... <laughs> yeah, it's a... Like, we over here are revealed things almost in at the same time as, as fans are, are given these revelations. So... I mean, it's kind it's, of fun, like, but I it's... Wish that you guys had more time sometimes. Yeah, because it's like... Yeah. yeah. For, for my first question, it's just like, it's so weird uh, to, to think that it's like, the, the you just get these in piecemeal without like realizing yeah. where the plan is. Yeah. Yeah. No, and so, like, I mean, you know, when we do these simuldubs as well, like, a big thing that you have to keep in mind when you're casting them is, is this character going to come back? And if so, are oh. they going to be a major character? Are they going to be something that is just sort of like a, a one-off, like a gasp in another episode? Or is it going to be a real emotional arc? Oh. Like, yeah, and then yeah. you've got the problem where it's like, you want to maybe use like like a really awesome... You don't want to use an awesome actor on like a one-episode part yeah. And then find out that that was it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like when they could have been like a, a character that is recurring and stuff like that. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you're like, oh, man, like, I feel like I wasted this really great actor on this one little thing. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Because just... I mean, as much as voice actors can do multiple voices, multiple characters, sometimes you can't do that in like a show all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Well, I'm. There's only so much disguising that you can do. You can do, uh, And you, yeah. you've spent, like, four hours screaming in a mocap suit that you were on. I can't, like, <laughs> you can't that's, <laughs> this. that's just so mind-boggling to me that it's like, you're like, can we not have me scream like that in a mocap suit? Like, the, the, the fucking common line that you guys had to do is like, can I just do this, like, borderline Guantanamo bullshit for just two hours instead of four? Like, I'll meet you halfway. <laughs> it wouldn't give it to you guys. I'll meet you halfway. <laughs> the voiceover industry is a really interesting place, especially when you're working on union projects versus non-union projects. But, mm. yeah. I mean, voiceover as a whole is, is a great profession, and, like, if you can break into it, it's highly recommended but you gotta be a good business person no matter what for sure and you have to be a good like actor too yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could yeah. you could you have to be willing to like market yourself and market your talent but also like you have to have the drive to like cont- constantly better yourself and constantly change with the industry and follow what the industry is doing but mm. not be afraid to stand up for yourself and like being like hey i'm worth more than the amount actually offering to pay me yeah which is a really hard thing to do it's yeah 
We Especially when you're new. Project. <laughs> we did just get fired from a project. Oh, no. Oh, what? Oh. I laugh because I can't cry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read about that on your Facebook and your Twitter a bit, uh, but I'm assuming it's like, uh, that, that's kind of like a thing we can't talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just get fired and there's nothing you can do about it. And I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't, the situation wasn't like, oh, you guys suck, you're fired. It was just that they're, like, rebranding what they're doing, so they just wanted something different. So it's not even like, oh, we suck. It was just like, we're taking this in a different direction. But it's still, like, shitty. We're essentially blaming us for the reason why it wasn't successful. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well. Do you guys have more questions? Uh, I know, I feel so bad we, like... Completely no, this is it's fine. this is no. fantastic. We no. we totally got like a, a look into the uh, voice acting industry, which is completely what we wanted to yeah. do. We walked away with like a lot more. Like yeah. we, me and Mark started this podcast at the attention of throwing shade and getting drunk and talking about like uh fucking uh, anime big booty women. <laughs> yeah, we did. We never intended this podcast to be informative, but it slowly started to go that way. Yeah, and we're like, whatever. <laughs> we're still getting drunk. We're having a great time and sometimes yeah. the information we say Why? is wrong yeah. you know that happens yeah but yeah like thank you so much for uh agreeing to uh be privy to uh this uh, podcast <laughs> yeah. with us yeah we loved you guys on we would love to have you again and, another yeah, time definitely. yeah absolutely oh, i am literally always down to talk about anime it's like all i do with well that's very good to know we will definitely be in contact to see if we can do something like this again for sure so uh mariana rochelle where can people find you like twitter uh like all that stuff well i personally am on twitter at marianne miller that's my handle yeah um i'm also on twitter and my handle is Rochellular, which is I'm gonna, <laughs> that's really confusing. R a c h e l l u l a r. Fantastic. Uh, that's right. also my YouTube where I do like singing stuff. Too. Oh, okay. like, oh anime God. Song covers. Yes. Yeah, I do like anime song stuff. So we, I'm in like a group that does it. That's a different YouTube channel, but you can find that channel through my channel. So. Well, I yeah. guess I'm gonna be adding that to my playlist to see how it sounds. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. What is, what is that one? I uh, say cry. Oh. oh, from Aldnoa. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Allies or whatever. Yes, it's it, that, that like song's that lyrics that are so stupid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do like we do like trans lyrics, so they like change them to fit a little bit better. Yeah. Can you? Uh-huh. Oh my god. Can you? That's... Can you do a cover of the Four Kids One Piece oh, rap? No. <laughs> I wanted to talk no. about that tonight, oh but we did not find a way to fit it in. <laughs> oh, what, the one piece rap? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, where they're like, oh, dreaming. Give it up. Yeah. Oh, God. Did all you? of you. You shut <laughs> It's so good. I don't need, like, I, 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 fissi- like, I, when I started, like, saying I like that, I said it ironically, and I put it on my iPhone, and I, I, for a week straight in college, that's all I listened to on loop, and I genuinely love that song. God damn and it's like, Michael. I, I am willingly friends with you, Michael. I, I could be what sad. I could be 
she's sad and crying and something could be happening, I could play that song and I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, don't give it up. Oh and I'd be smiling. I fucking brought Rochelle on this show with the assumption that you have some semblance of professionalism. Exactly. Hey, I am willingly inviting him to my house. That was it. One Piece draws the line. No, okay, to be fair, I don't think One Piece is all that shameful. Um, it's One Piece for I, kids. That's I do think Naruto is the scum of the earth, but that's a separate topic. I, I, I spent an entire ten minutes last night with Mark uh, talking about Sharingan, and I put it in the quota, there will be blood. So... So it's like that entire match. I was just like, here, if you if you have a Shargon and I have a Shargon and I have a hand, there it is. See, my hand, you see? Watch it. Now my hand reaches across the room and starts to rip out your Sharingan. I take your Sharingan. I rip it right out. God damn it, Michael. I had to listen to this bullshit. I was laughing for like 10 minutes at a stupid Literally, joke I, I made. I was in the middle of reading a comic and was talking with him, and he just starts snickering. I said nothing, and he just starts saying this out of the blue and snickering to himself. I mean, I I can't necessarily shame Michael for that because, like, I will randomly quote Pretty much anything. Like, Martin, my husband, and I will exclusively communicate in quotes from the office. So, um, well, at like, least there's a conversation you know, there. This man was doing it by himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I wasn't even yeah, saying anything to him. You're doing it together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least there's some communication. Yeah. No, he it's just kept going happened. on and on by himself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, God. Martin, you know what, though? Martin recently, like, Martin loves Yuri on ice. (laughs) For whatever reason, there's a part in episode 10 where Victor goes into, like, him and Yuri are sharing a room because they're gay as fuck. (laughs) And he's like, Yuri, I'm freezing. Draw draw a bath. And, like, he goes, sam, sam, samu in Japanese. And Martin has been saying that for, like, the last three days. (laughs) And he is so terrified that he literally went online, downloaded a torrent of the episode, clipped that quote, and tweeted it at me. Is, effort. is Martin there in the room with you? Can you tell him he's my hero now? Samus, Samus, Samus. So there you go. If you're at Anime Expo this year, go up to Martin and tell him Osama, Samus, Samus. Oh, I love it. And that will show you. That is one of the dozen listeners we have. Yeah. Oh, my God. Pro tip to you. You frequent listeners out there. Yeah. <laughs> Pro tip. Pro tip. Oh my uh, god. But yeah, thank oh, you again thank you very for, much uh, being this... on this show. This was fa- fantastic. This went better than I could have hoped. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Alright, I guess we'll cut the recording now, I guess. Uh, well, uh, 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 good night, everyone. Yeah, I'm I'm Michael. <laughs> I'm Mark. Uh, and this has been uh, Marianne Reller. And I don't think I got your last name, Rochelle. 
Rochelle Hager. Shager. Yes, Rochelle, Rochelle Hager. Hager. Yeah. I looked it up and told you before the show, damn it. I, wa- I wanted her to say it on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's only polite. I mean, you know, let, let's put up our wizard hats and witch robes and uh, skedaddle away. And make fun of the rich boy who doesn't believe in magic. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs>